episode 406 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your host, Sean. Hey, Ed. How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? I'm perfectly fine. How's things shaking over on your end of the block? Um, pretty normal. <laughs> I <have to> <laughs> Yeah, uh, there, I mean, there's not too much to tell, but I'll do my best. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, I uh, this is being Memorial Day weekend, uh, you know, um, right. and it's in here in our area. It's nothing but rain, so uh, nothing really happening. You know, the, you know, a lot of outdoor activities are not happening, and uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that, you know. Uh, cause it's like me, you know, going out back somebody's backyard and somebody barbecuing, somebody, you know, taking all that time to, to buy all that stuff and, you know, haul out a picnic table or tables and chairs, and, you know, right. and, and then you're just getting eaten by bugs as, as, as they cook, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, so I'm okay with that. Not having that, uh, this year. Um, but I did go to the Jersey Shore, which is a local short uh, point here. Uh, I go to Wildwood. Uh, so I went to Wildwood yesterday, uh, Friday. Um, yeah, how was that? Hey, you know, it was good. We, 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 we beat the rain, so we were, we were happy about that. Um, we go to this place called Gateway 26. It's the 26 on the boardwalk in uh, Wildwood. Um, it's, gam- you know, it's, like, it's like gambling, but instead of get- winning money, you win points for prizes. Uh, you know, we didn't get anything. I mean, I, I bought I bought stuff at, like there was. There's more collectible stores now on the boardwalk. You know, nerdy collectible stores than there were before. Like there used to be a comic book shop. I think like off the boardwalk, like when we were kids, that we would right. go to. You know, for comic books and and for toys and stuff like that. And uh, you know, because you, you get your you know stuffed animals or you know uh, what have you on the boardwalk. You know, like crap basically. <laughs> <laughs> Overpriced crap is basically what it comes down. I spent twenty three dollars at the dart throw to get this ten dollar cheap ass unicorn that's going to break or get lost within the first hour after bringing it home. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many framed mini posters I had going to the boardwalk. And when you're like, oh, look, here's an album cover, a yeah. weird. <laughs> I, I've got the Death Leopard Hysteria cover, you know, <laughs> framed. It, it, it's my third one. <laughs> I got the Anthrax. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's so cool. I got Death Leopard, you know, or I, I, got, got, the, I got Led I got Zeppelin. The Osborne Bark at the Moon album cover, even though I never once owned the album. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I keep trying to win that big giant panda, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. But one day I'm gonna win it for God's sakes. <laughs> Until then, I have seventeen thousand mirrored album covers just sitting here. <laughs> or, or it's the well, you know what? If you win five of them, you can upgrade to a medium sized one. <laughs> <laughs> i think everyone can relate to those carny moves (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh so you know i like you know because i went with my brothers and all we like to go to those other stores you know like so we we ended up going and like we ended up walking the whole boardwalk me and my younger brother we ended up walking the whole boardwalk and there was like two other places that just opened up i don't know if 
I mean, a couple of years ago, there was only one. And then like all of a sudden there was like three and I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. You know? So I ended up buying a couple of figures. Like I bought a Django Fett action figure, you know, cause okay. I like Django Fett as a character. And then the one was a scene. It's the scene where Han Solo gets tortured in cloud city and that machine where they, you know, right. he, you know, you know that. So they, that I have the machine with him and the figure. So I got that. So I was excited. And uh, I almost, I was, I was so tempted. It really was, but it's just like, it, it seems so expensive. I'm thinking I'd probably go online and get it cheaper, but they had the old He-Man fact figures. They reissued them. Um, right. Cause, you know, Cause the new show's coming up soon. Yeah. You know, and, and so they've, they've, they're kind of, I guess, bringing people back into the fold, trying to, you know, bring those classic characters, you know, trying to make an extra buck or whatever. But it was just like, it was just like, oh my God, like there's He-Man, Skeletor, and it had many phases and a couple other characters. And I was like half tempted to buy these. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with these characters? <laughs> you know? You get all all swept up in the boardwalk nostalgia <laughs> thing. <Yeah>. It's like... <laughs> Because I was like, I'm like, I'm like, like looking through. I'm like, oh, they got a Tila. I got need a Tila. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Oh, there's Man in Arms. All right. You know? Like, like, <laughs> I'm like, have all, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Get these back. Got a whole arm full of stuff going on with this. I can't, I can't, I mean, if I have to, have, if I have this, I have to have this one because they go together. Yeah. You can't have He-Man without Skeletor <laughs> and you can't, and then, and then if He-Man's got the, the, the tiger thing, I need the Panther for Skeletor. <laughs> and next thing you know, you got like an arm full of toys and you're just throwing on the counter going, wait, what am I doing? I got... <laughs> No, <laughs> so that's what happens when you get you know access to adult money. You make stupid choices. <laughs> so I stopped. I just like I'm like I'm just getting the Star Wars action figures. That's it. Like, that's, that's my right. limit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to the one thing I came in here for: Star Wars action figures. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so so it was uh, it was pretty good. I mean, other than dinner, I mean, dinner was good. It was delicious. Uh, uh, we went to this place called Mensa's. It's right off of 55, and I know it's at least a lot of local points nobody gets. But li- apparently, Mensa's is very popular, and everybody knows it where when they're coming to, in and out of New Jersey from Philadelphia because you go down 55 because it's a free. It's not the, the toll, uh, the the turnpike. It's so it's it's the freeway to get to okay. to, to Wildwood. So you go buy Mensa's. You have to. And it's a nice place. And it's what's got a, the name of the wait? What's what's the name of the place? It's called Mensa's. M E N Z. Oh, okay. Right. I'm, I'm just I, all I can hear is a whole bunch of old Jewish people going. I'm gonna go to go Mensa. It's pretty go to Mensa. <laughs> that's exactly. That's how it was. I mean, right. I'm smart. I'm going to give me give me a pastrami sandwich that at the Mensa. <laughs> it's pretty close. I mean, you know, there was, there was there was a lot of older families there, older people there. Um, you know, and, and my wife's like, yeah, we, my, my, my older brother was gone there a couple of times with my, my, my parents and all, and they, he liked it, but it's just the, 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 the service was just terrible. Like we got our seats and they, we were waiting. <laughs> and the secret is the service always been terrible. You just now, now you're just realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I've, I've never been there. It was the first and last time I've, I've been there and, uh, it, you know, like, cause we sat down and we were just kind of waiting, you know, we, we, we got menus and we're like looking over the menu and, and just kind of waiting around and the, and a girl comes up and she's like, Oh, the, the, the waiter slammed, you know, I kind of start you with drinks. So we all ordered drinks, you know, like regular sodas and stuff. And so she brought out bread, but she didn't bring out plates and silverware and you go in, <laughs> well, how am I going to eat my bread? Like, <laughs> I mean, granted, I can, I, it's a roll I can eat with my hands, but if I want butter, right? I you see, they, 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 there was a there, there was a there was a little. They, she brought the little you know thing of butter, and you're going, 
well, how am I supposed to smear this? How am I, how am I supposed to break open the bread? Like, I mean, I guess you could rip it open. And, you know. You're going to, you're going to rip open the bread and you're going to peel the little saran thing back from the, fit, the, the butter and then you're going to squeeze the packet so that the square just plops right onto the bread. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's <laughs> what we were doing basically, you know, like, like we, we were actually discussing like how you would do it without, without silverware, but you're going like, but you're watching like, the thing that really kind of got me is we're sitting in the middle of like all these tables. It's not like we were out in the corner somewhere and they're forgetting about us. We're like we're like smack dab in the middle of the station. Like and there's there was tables, people of us all around us. Oh, okay, I was going to ask. She said that the waiter was swamped. Was it like really legitimately busy there? He had four tables, right? <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that got me. He never made eye contact with our table once. Until, really? I, until I flagged him down and and like wow. you know I'm I am not a nice guy and I'll, I'll admit that you know like there's there's <laughs> times that I can be a prick you know and I'm I'm you know no. you a prick no <laughs> you know I, I know my 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 younger brother would be because I know he listens to this show and he's like yeah straight he is but the 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 thing is is that like I got up because I was like I'm gonna and I was like my wife's like sit down don't make a scene and I'm like no I'm just gonna go and ask somebody for silverware because it's like this is kind of ridiculous because nobody's making eye contact waiters and and bus boys are just running back and forth and they're not you know thing and I don't even know because there was two guys at in our in the area that were waiters and you don't know which one was our waiter so finally right. like the one guy and he's like now he's now he's blaming. The the hostess because she actually took our order too. She also took our order. Thing so he didn't even wait on us like nothing. Like he finally like when I flagged him down he ran by. I'm like excuse me excuse me can we get some silverware please? And he goes oh I'm sorry and he he, and he gets it. Uh, You know it took a while then he finally gets it. He goes oh I thought that I thought the uh, since uh, the the hostess took your order that she took care of it. I'm thinking. You're the waiter. That's your job. Like, <laughs> right? Like, you could have walked over and asked, "Hey, did you get that table, or am I getting it?" Right? Or like, how are things? Do you need anything? Like, you know, right. I, you know, because the host is not going to get the tip. You are, you know, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have been like, "Yeah, it's fine. You know what? I uh, should get your tip, though. You know, maybe you should have been just a little bit more attentive." <laughs> So I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, this, I'm never coming back here again. I mean, the food was good. I mean, you know, like I said, if you, if you don't mind the bad service, the food was delicious. You know? <laughs> it's was, it was, it was worth the food, but the, the, that, that's the equivalent of, so Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play was good. I don't know my husband dying. <laughs> but at that point, it was awesome. And, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you, you just, it's, it's like I said, there's, it, to me, there's like there's a lot of places with good food. It's just like if you don't have good service, it's like you know. And I, so I told him, I'm like, I've, I've never come back here again. I'm like, that's like, like you, you, you know. I mean, like you didn't have. If it took a while, oh, I'm sorry. We're kind of busy. Fine, make an excuse. I don't care. But don't don't blame the hostess and don't make me flag you down. You know, especially he only had four tables. Like the whole time, I'm thinking he only has four tables and he's only serving three of them. Because he's not ignoring right, it's, us. It's, right. It's not like he's got like 10 tables and you can kind of casually lose one. You know, this is four tables. Three of them are – he's serving them and he's just walking right past yours. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> and he's not even making eye contact the whole time. He didn't even look at us once because I'm like I'm staring. Like like if I have laser beams, he'd be burnt to crisp right now. <laughs> it's like – don't make if you make eye contact. They're gonna to talk to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
He just he just kept he just kept and it's like like and, and like like at one point they they bring food out like like we didn't even get our silverware and he brings the food out and he gets, starts giving the food and he's like oh who had the uh, the fried seafood combination platter I'm like oh that was me and they put it down and Seal goes that's not the side you ordered I'm like oh yeah it isn't you know and I'm then we start dawning us we look at the food like that's not our food that's not our order you're giving us somebody else's order and he's like oh, so yeah. so this guy this guy got four tables. Ignored yours and then got you the wrong food for the table. Yes, it was it was somebody else's table I, that he got the uh, gave the food out. <laughs> okay, okay, I need to I need to like maybe uh, I'm gonna try to be the voice of reason here. Okay, and I'm trying to try. Um, this is the first major holiday um, since you know everything got shut down for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time that masks. I mean, I know you're in Jersey, so I still believe the mask mandates are still tight and, and strict well no there was uh, the mass mandates were, were lifted as of friday in new jersey oh as a friday in new jersey mm-hmm. okay yep all right so everyone in the room is maskless mm-hmm. uh-huh um and maybe he's new to the job maybe he's not maybe he's overwhelmed by four tables <laughs> because because this whole time he maybe he's been doing like one table every six feet like you know true like the moment true. you True. I, 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 I'll give you that, but I can guarantee you each table was six feet apart. <laughs> it wasn't like we were on top of each other. You know, there was plenty of room. It wasn't like they were, they could have crammed two more tables in that section easily. They could put two right. more tables in there and, and, and had it and, and fit in. And, you know, one was a couple. Like, that was the other thing, too. It wasn't like, like we had, because there were six, there was five of us at, at our table. I'm like, okay. And there was four in another one. So I'm like, okay, when you get the high number of people thing, but one was a couple. So it was like, like, like one was like really easy. Yeah. Right. It's not like, it's not like huge families. It's, it's like twos and threes, maybe right. fours. Right. And that's the thing. Like, like, like it was, it was, it was very, it was very, you know, like there was two fours, two and on five. So I'm thinking you can't tell me that like, you know, and that's the thing. Like seals, my wife, so seals, she was like, well, maybe he was new because they're hiring people. Cause that's the thing. Like it's, it's hard to find people because of what's going on with the whole, uh, financial thing right. in the U S right. People who yeah. are got laid off of COVID are getting an extra, I don't know, $400 or $600 a, a, a week just to, just to stay at home and do nothing. And so Pete, like now that, like companies can hire people again and, and, and open up their corporations and, you know, businesses and in, in different ways. They can't find anybody because they rather sit home and collect that money and do nothing than, you know, uh, uh, find a job. I mean, of course our minimum wage has gone up, you know, in a lot of places. So a lot, you right. know, and they're offering more benefits now at, at different places. So you can kind of live, through you know through the the these different companies but still people rather just sit at home and do nothing and 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 you know so you're not getting the the brightest uh uh cream yeah, of crop the, kind of people yeah. yeah the uh well i mean and i'm 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 in the same boat as far as like i am short staffed at my job and the people that are, are applying they want the maximum amount of money and the maximum amount of hours but i don't I don't have the ability to do give them either one. You know, um, it's like, well, you you can't just walk in asking to be paid almost the same amount I'm getting paid because that's not the way my company works. Mm-hmm. You know, you there's a thing called a corporate ladder. <laughs> you know, and you do have to start sometimes at the bottom rung and work your way up. And people just 
the people that are applying are just aren't getting that part. It's like, well, what do you mean I can't get 40 hours a week? I, I barely get 40 hours a week. <laughs> you know? Like just just because of the mall that I work in, the hours are shorter and and you know, it's like it's it, it's not there. I mean, I could throw your hat in the ring and maybe somebody else will take you, but I don't know, you want also not to you not only do you want 40 hours, but you want to make making you know, 15 bucks an hour to do it. And it's All like, right. but I don't know if I can squeeze that because my company doesn't really want to do that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Or it's, they just don't meet a requirement in one way or shape or form or another, because you're right. The people who are, I would say the better of the gene pool out there is, is stay at home because you're getting paid more. You know, I mean, all fairness, when I got my, being a manager of a of a store and having it closed down, I was I'm going to say I'm going to say fortunate, and that's I'm saying it in a very really asinine way because after they closed my store, they gave me a severance package, and then after that severance package, I could collect unemployment, and it was right at the start of the pandemic, so I was getting not only my unemployment check, but I was also getting the subsidized the subsidized the I was getting an extra thousand bucks a week, huh. you know, and it, it wound up being like every other week I was, I was bringing in, like I was definitely getting paid more. I feel, I feel like I was definitely getting paid more being unemployed than I was employed at the time, you know? And it, it was like, I, so I completely understand why people would want to not go back to work. If I could stay home and then collect, I was getting paid every other week direct deposit into my bank account oh, I, every other Sunday I just had to call in and go yeah I tried looking for a job today uh, sure you know yeah I did of course I did you know wink wink nudge nudge you know <laughs> and then just go about my day three days later here it is in my bank account and then not even have to make the extra call the net week after it was like oh well, you're still unemployed here's that extra you know COVID money you're like alright like it was <laughs> it, it was it, it was you know, kind of easy right. in a way. And it was easy money and who wouldn't want that? Because people, I, I feel like most people are inherently lazy and I fall in that category as well. You know, I mean, if, I, 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 told, <laughs> I, tell, I do tell people, I'm like, if I had that opportunity, damn straight, I'd be sitting on my sure. ass doing nothing. You know, I'd be like, yeah, pay to get new nothing? Oh, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> right, like and now I'm getting, I'm, I'm back at work. Um, I don't, I'm not making as much as I was before the pandemic, but I'm also in a different position at my job, and my legs hurt still. My back hurts sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I remember the good old days. I was just sitting on my, sitting on a sofa playing video games and just going, oh look at me, I got paid. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, I felt I felt healthier, weirdly as it sounds. <laughs> you know, but then, but I do notice that when you're when you're driving around town, it's like, oh well, there's everyone's hiring, everyone. Yeah. But I think the problem is is that the people who are doing the hiring aren't really known for being very favorable to the staff, so it makes it this kind of double this 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 circle this circle of 
unemployment or a circle of death. I don't know, a circle of life of like, hey, we want you to work for us. Well, yeah, but if I want to work for you, I want this, this, and this, and this. And they're like, we're not doing that. And they're like, well, I'm not working for you. But we need help. Yeah, well, then up your standards. No, I can't do that. Well, rich white people need to stay rich and white. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then no, I'm not going to help you stay white and rich. Oh man! Like, like, <laughs> so I mean, like, I, I again going back to your waiter issue, like maybe he was in a in a tough position. But if it's four tables, I mean, I used to be a waiter. That can't be. I mean, what it, was it like a like a what food did they serve there? Was it like hard food? Was it? It's 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 Jersey. So it's got to be seafood of some sort. It was seafood, uh, and it was like you know, like they 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 had a pretty good menu. That, but like they had burgers, they had uh, uh, you know chicken, they had seafood. It was a, a diner with fish. Wait, I was saying, but I mean, it was a more upscale type of of the place. I mean, they said they wasn't like he was busting tables. They had a they had a they had a bus person. You know, taking they, care of that. They had, cl- they had cloth tablecloths. Yeah, they did. Well, no, actually, no, they didn't. I'm sorry, they didn't have cloth tablecloths. Oh, oh, so they weren't that upscale. They weren't that upscale. <laughs> but it was like it, 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 it's it's one of those places where you know wasn't it wasn't you know it was probably more diner right now. The more, the, the, the more, Sean, now, now that I'm thinking about it, wow, you pretty kind of nail that nail on the head there because they had a gift shop. So you, <laughs> could you buy the paintings from the wall? Uh, you know, I didn't see any paintings to, to buy, so I'm going to say no. But uh, but they had like you know, you're in a fine establishment where you go. I like that painting so much, Garcon. How much for that painting on the wall? I like to take it home with me. How much for that for for that fine artwork in the men's room? I need to know how much that painting of the seagulls and the lighthouse is going to cost me. Because I need that on my wall in my office <laughs> to remind me of this fine establishment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you know, like I said, I uh, I forget what I was gonna say, but any. <laughs> Sorry, you're still thinking about the boardwalk painting with the sunset and the clouds, <laughs> with the but, lighthouse. Well, Right, that's on sale for like thirty-two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> and they sell it, and they walk right in the back and grab it, the exact same painting, put it right well, back. You know, you know what's funny is that it always reminds me of the story. I was in, I was in Disney World, and I was in Epcot, and there was this, there's this place in Epcot. Right in the beginning, when you walk in, there's a store, and it has all these paintings of. Disney artwork and it's like the stuff you'd be like oh man I would look great in my living room kind of thing you know like a like a uh, you know uh, um, uh, an aerial with you know with with I forget who was the, the guy was in that movie you know and they're on the boat with the Eric, crab his name is Eric. Eric thank you you know and the, and, the, and the crab is you know it's that whole song thing and it's that beautiful artwork you know that you think and you look at it and you're going $1200 what are you your fucking mind <laughs> so like you know I'll take I'll take the print for like 50 bucks you know and I, to me that's still high but getting back to that 
Like, so somebody bought one. Like you, like they, they. It was, it was the, it was the greatest moment of my life to watch because it's like, oh my god, somebody, somebody actually buys these things. Because <laughs> you know, if like, in, you know, because if you go there, it looks like it, it never moves. This stuff never gets sold. Right, it, it you're looks... about to find out why. <laughs> <laughs> so they go through this whole process of how it gets shipped because they're not, they're not like the the guys got any facts. They take it walks off they'll 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 put it in like in a wood frame box and all and they'll ship it like high end you know kind of thing and the, sure they're going through all these, for shipping right you're paying for the shipping they're going through all this detail of, of insurance and all this bull crap or no kind of thing <laughs> and and they they literally they take that off the the wall and there there's this huge space and there's posts because it's it's not exactly against the wall because they want to have it protruding out a little bit to with a light like sure. a, the proper lighting and all to give it that like perfect ambient shot of going right because that's how it should look in the house and you you want that one we'll just grab that one right off the wall because you're special <laughs> and I swear to you. They wait till they leave, and they look like they're looking out the door. Like, okay, they turn the corner, right, and somebody comes out with another painting because they box the other one. They they lay they you witness them boxing yours up and putting it in the in this frame wood frame. I mean, I was like, I'm just standing as a bystander. I'm like, holy crap! Like they're actually doing this. Like this is amazing. Right, you know? right. you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. I've never seen this ever. Every time right. I come here, it's like, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And literally, like, like you see them, like, like looking, and like they, like, all right, they're far enough away. Let's go. And they bring up the exact same painting and bolt that thing right back up. There. <laughs> And you're like, like, son of a bitch. Are they gone? Someone leads into their their shoulder. Okay, Phil, bring up the next one. (laughs) And it's and it's not like it's not like you're gonna get a a a frame that's that size and it's a different piece of art. It's the exact same thing. I mean, I mean, I would go the back. The part of that is, I, you know what? And the, I, I bet you the person comes back the next day and is surprised that there's another one. Oh, I guess they had another one too. <laughs> or they'd be like, well, what are you going to ship? Like, I would be more like, hey, why did you put my painting back? I paid for that. Like, you, you know, you have my money. Why, like, like. I paid for shipping and everything, and it was like two thousand dollars to ship this damn right. thing. And you put it back on the wall, like you bastards! Like, give me my money back. And I'm like, no, no, we're gonna ship it. We just had another one. And you're going, well, now I don't feel special anymore. <laughs> like, my, I read it and be like, so why didn't you ship me the one that was already set up in, in a box? Right. <laughs> like, why did like, you have to pull that one you, down? Because people have touched that one. Two thousand dollars shipment. Where it's like you could have just been like, yeah, we got a, bu- I got a bunch from. You want this one? Fine. Here, fill out this paperwork. We'll send it. We'll go right from our, our warehouse right to your doorstep. <laughs> we don't even have to unbox it. We'll just ship it. <laughs> but it's the experience, Ed. I'd be like, I mean, like, I would be like, I want the one that was not touched by like everybody else who's been in this park for like the last <laughs> since the last one that was sold. Because <laughs> I touched it before they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are on it because <laughs> you know? it's like you, you can't help yourself you're like is that real pain yeah it is <laughs> wow the, they really they really got this automation down to a science that looks like real paint it is real paint <laughs> it is real paint <laughs> anybody got a napkin 
<laughs> no. I'm gonna do an I wanna do an etching real quick. Just give me a second. <laughs> I wanna carbon date this. Give someone someone get me a full file. <laughs> You'll find out that it's like three weeks old, came from like Singapore. Yes. <laughs> the kid got twenty nine cents to paint it. <laughs> right. <laughs> bunch of people just all sitting there and he's got to make sure it's the exact same brush stroke he's it's working probably, off it's a, a mess it's probably it's probably all it's probably all a machine that does yeah. it. of course it is you really expect some guy shackled to it like a bar stool just sitting there yes looking over at the looking over at the original going okay i gotta make this one here this color yeah i i i really do with disney i really do because the reason why is is because there's there every once in a while you go into one of those stores like there's like those these arts there's art stores every in every park and downtown disney everywhere you go right, right. there's at least one you know and there's probably more than that and there's always somebody there that's all they do they sit there and draw and like they uh-huh. and it looks like they 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 literally chain him to that desk and they're just <laughs> drawing away Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or Chippendale or whoever you know they feel like doing and they're doing like a like an anime that you see now sitting in a a bin basically right. that you can buy for like 40 bucks 80 bucks 100 bucks whatever it is depending on i guess how many characters or how big it was or whatever you know kind of thing but they keep drawing the same whatever again and i swear you could read the word help <laughs> if you if you angle the picture just right just right the glare from the paint just shadows Please save me. <laughs> Call nine one one. This is a great picture of Aladdin. What's the smoke? Looks like there's something in the smoke from the lamp. What's it say? Help. <laughs> Free me. <laughs> no. So. Or, the, or you got the guy just drawing drawing caricatures all day. <laughs> I mean, because they do. They have they have the, they have those silhouette ones. You know, they draw silhouettes of you, and they put you know Disney characters around you, and or they have right. the big head, those big head artworks with the, you know you were in Disney or whatever. You know, they'll do whatever background you want. They have so many that they they could draw up or whatever. You right. know, hey, it looks exactly like me, but they put Mickey mirrors on me. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> or they put I I mean I would have to insist on the goofy hat. Like <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it sounds like you had a nice weekend. It was it was it was a good time. I mean, like I said, we it was it was cold and windy, but it wasn't raining, so that was really good. We were able to walk the boards and, you know, and 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 see everything. A lot a lot, a lot of places were still kind of closed, which was kind of weird and you know, it wasn't as crowded, I guess, because people were expecting the rains this weekend. So they wasn't as, you know, I don't think as many people went down this weekend that they normally do. Because, you know, it starts the unofficial start of summer. And, you know, right. usually down there, it's like a, a hot spot to go to, especially those weekends, Fourth of July weekend and then Labor Day weekend. But then all through summer, it is pretty busy. Uh, but it was great because we were able to walk the boards and not, you know, worry about, like, bumping into people or, you know, or, or uh, uh you know, having problems, but it was just funny though. Like there's like certain rules on the boardwalk and like every one of them was broken. Like, you know, like there was, there was, there, 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 there's a time limit on whether you can ride bikes cause they have bike rentals, but by like, like 10 or 11 o'clock, like it stops and you have to return the bike and nobody's allowed to ride bikes because it gets crowded. The, the boards get crowded. Well, right. 
the whole day people were riding bikes and series up and down the boardwalk and it was just funny to watch because it was like i'm like it's 2 30 like like you know thing and there's a sign that tells you you know like by 11 a.m please you know return the bikes to the bike rental and, and get off the boardwalk because you know for safety you know and i'm thinking well maybe because it's not crowded you know kind of thing then there's like all these the the new thing now is i guess there's a lot of vaping stores uh in, on the boardwalk and so you so saw a lot of people were vaping, you know, with those things and they're walking by with, you know, right. and doing that, which is like, whatever, you know, I, I don't care, you know, kind of thing. But then there's all these signs that are real huge. just like no smoking of any type or vaping. Right. On the board. <laughs> and I'm like, they're selling the stuff. Like, I'm like, I'm like, that's like selling alcohol. You can't drink. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, like, hey, do me a favor. Don't open that. Wait till you get home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was there was a couple others I couldn't think of. I, th- I think it was like like no bikinis on the boardwalk and there was all these girls that's all like they weren't even wearing cover ups or anything like that. They were all just walking around in their bikinis and it's just kinda like, you know, they you know, so it was like I'm like, hey, you know, whatever, I guess, you know <laughs> like The rules don't apply to anybody anymore, eh? Because it's all it's the wild, wild west again. It's like, oh we're we're opening up. Okay, let's let's Hey, we got rules. No, fuck you, man. I'm not wearing a mask. I ain't following your rules, old man. <laughs> like, like I'm like, I'm like, hey, whatever, you know, like, 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 because we, like, I was pointing it out. I'm like, hey, I just want to see, you know, like, hey, there's no, like, just tell my family this. Like, like, it's just funny to me. Like, you know, like, like all these rules are are in place and they're not following them. But the the thing that made me laugh the most was how much security and police presence. <laughs> was on the boardwalk and they did they stopped none of it (laughs) well yeah they they have to you know stop important crimes (laughs) mask wearers but say like 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 they like make there was there was a few people wearing masks there were still a few people wearing masks and all and i and i actually took mine off i i actually was brave enough i'm like you know what screw it uh, you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm I'm past the point. I've I've got my five weeks in. You know, two week, three weeks of vaccination. Two weeks of, you know, after the second vaccine. So I'm 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 good. You know, like, so I figured out why. What the hell? You know, and it was because it's like there was so much space that like it wasn't like I was like people on top of me that I was worried about it. You know, because a couple of times I was kind of concerned when, especially in those some of those stores you go into, they're very tiny, especially the collectible stores because they're full. Of like collectibles and action figures all over the walls and you know there's those racks in the middle so it makes like you you can't go by if somebody's standing there you have to kind of go around them the other way or you know or, or say excuse me and have them move so you can get in you know in, into that spot or whatever so it was, so a couple of times it was like crowded but it wasn't as bad like you know like there was like maybe one person in there like when I went in and then you know like me and my brother were in there and looking around and it was just like you know and so after a while, I was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna get out of here because there's nothing I really want in the store. So you know, I left. But it was like it wasn't a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't it wasn't terrible. So it was it was good. Like like I said, it was it was good to walk around though and just you know uh, uh, see the sights though. The but the one thing though I've been doing this week is, um, uh, believe it or not, Hulu has a Marvel TV show uh-huh. that dropped this week, and I've been watching it. It's Marvel's Bodoc. <laughs> yes, I saw. I saw episode one. You saw episode one. I, guess, I, I guess you didn't like it, or, or you just didn't get to it. Get it? Get the rest of the series, or? <laughs> um, 
I I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I didn't in the list of stuff that I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Modoc really wasn't on my top of my list. I'm like, I'm still. I just started season four of Gotham. I'm 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 busy watching TV, and I'm a dog dad now, so my time is very limited <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> so, so uh, to me, I didn't know Marvel's Modoc was 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 being dropped this week. I had no clue. I one night I'm flipping through stuff, trying to find stuff. I started watching watching season four of Rick and Morty because I didn't watch season four yet, and I'm thinking, you know what, I, I gotta I gotta catch up, and I started watching season four. But then I was like, Marvel's Modoc, the hell is this? You know, and I'm thinking on Hulu, like why isn't it on Disney Plus? And I watched it. I'm like, oh, there's ah. a reason. <laughs> That's why it's not on Disney Plus. <clears throat> and the, I, I mean, like at the first episode, I was like, eh, I wasn't ex- like overexcited, but the season got a lot better. Okay. <laughs> so, it went on. So, so if you were like indifferent about the first episode, let it go. <laughs> watch the rest of the season i'm still i still got the last two episodes to watch but i mean these characters <laughs> i mean not just modok but the rest of these characters are just terrible but great at the same time so yeah i, I saw something i think on facebook or something like uh you know because Patton oswald is the voice of modok and i think he posted something about it. i'm like really they made i remember hearing about it but all right, I'll go check it out. You know, like because this also this week too, uh, the new season of Lucifer dropped on Netflix. Um, <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, well, I want to make sure I catch up on that. And then Love, Death, and Robots, I haven't. I've started watching, and I got about halfway through, and then I went to bed and haven't picked it up back since because I'm like, I believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually trying. Oh, not trying. I'm actually getting through Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to me on my stuff later. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I saw. So I saw the first episode. I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was interesting and cute. And I'm like, well, of course, this isn't going to be on Disney Plus. But I mean, Disney owns Hulu, so kind of like right. you know, say, like, it's like Disney's like we can't put it on on Disney Plus because the <laughs> the parents will be outraged. So let's put it on Hulu. You know, <laughs> right? And it's like because it's like it just it's just so bizarre, but. It's that it's that it's it's an adult cartoon, you know, and I mean it's 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 pretty like sometimes it's pretty out there. I mean, my favorite character is the son, the this guy Lou. And he, he's so weird. And it just makes me laugh every time. Every time he does something, it's like it's just so bizarre. And I say there's not much stuff that makes you laugh, but this is one of those ones. Now I'm not laughing out loud. Like I'm you're not gonna hear me like laughing hysterically. But it's right. just, you got me intrigued enough that I'm watching it like straight through, and I'm like, I'm like, this is great. Uh, right. You know, it's more bizarre because like the first episode was like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a hit for me, you know, kind of thing. But once you get past that first episode, it's like, oh my okay. god, the characters are unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's kind of like in the veins of. Um, Adult Swim's Cartoon Network's Adult Swim uh, style, because actually, stupid, stupid Monkey Studios makes the show. Yeah, that's a uh, Seth Green's uh, production company. Yeah, so yeah, you stupid know, monkey. <laughs> so they do they they it's and it's like in the vein of I think more of the um, 
uh, what was it? Celebrity wrestling show on MTV. Uh, celebrity deathmatch. Celebrity deathmatch. It's kind of like the the animations like that. Uh, and you know, it's like that almost claymation style, but I think it's more cartoony than claymation. And it, but right. it's it's I say it's it's really good. Uh, you know, and and of course you know they throw in some Marvel characters here and there. You know, and it, it makes it good. I th- I'm, I mean I I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I'd have to look it up. I didn't I didn't get a chance to because I saw. The episode today was Wonder Man was in it, and I think Nathan Fillion was playing Wonder Man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but it sounded like, like I'm on, so I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up later to see. But uh, okay. But I say it was worth. It was definitely worth the watch. And I did pick up a movie this week. Um, actually, I, I bought it online, and uh, I'm, I'm I, I've I've been hearing things about it, and I was I was curious about it. It's a, it's a, I, like I said uh, last week. I've been getting into Terry Gilliam films. Um, and, uh, this one is a cyberpunk movie that he did. I don't know when he made it. I have to, I didn't even look at the year on, on this. Um, um, uh, seeing, trying to see if I can find it here on here on the cover, which you can never, I can never really find. But anyway, um, it's called the zero theorem and it has uh Christoph. Waltz. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, that's not too long. <clears throat> Maybe a few years ago. It was, I, I, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Oh, okay. Did you see yeah. it? I think I started watching it, but I didn't get I didn't get too far into it because it was very Terry Gilliam, very strange, very weird. And I think I like at the time I stopped watching it because I was going somewhere, and I just never got back to it. You huh. know, it was one of those movies that just kind of fell off the the radar. Okay. Uh, zero uh, zero theorem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it's... it was a uh, two thousand thirteen. 2013. Okay, yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, it, 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 it makes the lists of uh, top lists of um, uh, cyberpunk movies, and you know, and in, 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 uh, in terms of uh, people that like give you know uh, lists or people that are, you know, movie movies of interest and all. So it, that that always kept coming up. So I saw it on Amazon uh, the other day. I was like, hey, you know what? I, I've been collecting now Terry Gilliam films. So I was like, I'll get this one. And uh, so I, I bought. It. I just got it the other day, so I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I know, I know it's going to be bizarre, but uh, <laughs> so sometimes you need a little bizarre in your life. So sure. So I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it for me. How about you, sir? What did you do this week? Um. Well, let's see. Work. Um. I new adventures in Dog Dad. Um. The dog has now graduated from floor to bed full time now <laughs> and 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 okay like I, I need to go back in time I think on the show a couple times I've talked about dog sitting my friend's dog um, Ella she's she would sleep under the covers and she was a cuddly dog you know like and it wasn't I'm used to sleeping with a dog sleeping under the covers um, so it's not it wasn't weird to me, but it's funny that the bed fits Stacy and I comfortably. Obviously, could start bed, uh-huh. but there's not a lot of room for like a third party, you know. We, <laughs> and so like, and and normally, I feel like the dog should be sleeping at the foot of the bed. Most dogs, I feel like, do. Uh-huh. Not this one because this one's a princess. So she actually sleeps between Stacy and I, but 
right where our heads are. Like her head's where our head's at. Like like she's like a, a third human in the bed. <laughs> you know. Now the first couple of nights she did the you know like the push the you know, like her paws were on my back or like I watched her clock Stacy once with her front paw just bop right in face, you know. <laughs> um or sometimes if my back's to her she'll put her paws against my back and I can feel like kinda of like like she's trying to stretch. But not really stretch. More like if I could just push hard enough, he'll fall on the bed and I'll have more space. <laughs> right. And then, and she is very vocal about how frustrated she gets about things. Like if she can't get in her position or the position that she wants us in, she'll just be like, <sighs> like just this frustrated breath of like, fuck, come on. Like, <laughs> so, but we she's gotten we we've gotten better at all sleeping in the same bed together because we all have like now I think our general positions. Stacy, however, sometimes gets smaller in the bed. I noticed like before her head be where my head's at, but lately every time I wake up or I have to move, she's kind of like a foot lower, like she's kind of sliding down. The dog has taken that space, so I don't know if Stacy's moving purposely because the dog's in the way, or if the dog is pushing her out of the way. Like <laughs> just like move, 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 move. You know. <laughs> but clearly, I, we had an incident yesterday. It was in the car. We um, we're trying to get the dog socialized, so we, we go to we go places. We go to like pet shops. I mean, uh, Petco and PetSmart, and we take the dog because you're allowed to bring your pets in there. It's All indoors, right. and like you said, the weather has been kind of crappy. So we were going to a Petco. We had to do some errands, and we took her with us. And we have the very first day she came home with us. Stacy sat in the back seat because we didn't have like a, a, a restrainer. For like the seatbelt, uh-huh. so now that was one of the first things we got was one of these things. Now the first time Stacy put it on, she left it a little too long because you don't know. You feel like she, the first time the dog kind of fell asleep, she didn't give a shit. She kind of gave a shit the second time because she was in the car, and because the length of the the restrict the belt, I would say, was a little too long, she insisted on trying to sit on the console. Between me and Stacy in our car, which which was a no go to the point where like Stacy got in the back and she had to sit back there, and then last night we're driving and Stacy's in the front seat, I'm in the front seat driving, Ripley's in the back, you know, but she's still insisting on trying to get in the middle. Now, and she's making this noise, Ed. All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. Okay, so. It's this noise. And I'm like, well, maybe, right? And I'm like, oh my God, maybe the restraint's too tight. Like, you know, because, you know, and, and, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm getting kind of worried. Yes. You know, cause like, cause she's also pulling on it too. Like, cause she wants to get in front. It's just, it's constant like, and I'm like, oh my God, she's, she's choking herself. We need to we need to pull over and you need to get in the back and you need to loosen the thing up because she's going she's choking herself. Stacy gets she's like she's fine. I'm like no she's not because she's still going Ugh. like she's just making this choking noise. And I'm like 
you know, we really, you know, maybe the belt's too tight. Maybe her harness is too tight. Maybe her collar's too, like, she, I, I'm right away going, oh, God, this dog's choking. And I can't have, no, not my, not my dog. Not my dog, <laughs> right? I'm not, that's, that's not how it's going to happen. I can't do that, right? So I pull over, right? Stacy gets in the back. Dog's perfectly fucking fine, by the way. Right. There's enough room in the collar and in the harness. And she's even got slack. She's actually laying on the the harness, the, the belt part. And she's just making this random noise because she knows she's got me wrapped around her fucking finger. If I make this noise, daddy's going to freak out and I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> and I'm like, unbelievable. You know, like, well, no, we're not doing that. And, you know, we're going on the way home. She's still trying. I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm ignoring you. I'm, I'm going to try to ignore you, even though you get this. Uh, like she just like. You left out the big part. Stacy said I left out the big part. Oh right, because I told Stacy if she doesn't stop, she's going to have to get in the back seat. Stacy said, "Fuck that." No, she's not. And the dog went <laughs> like, like, like she could hear every single word. Like she knew exactly what we were talking about. You know, it's like I have to be her. Um, it's not that I have to be their chauffeur, but now I have to cart. Like, excuse me, who man? Please take me to the store. <laughs> chop chop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, great. <laughs> She's got you. Wrapped around a little ball. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker. You know, um, today, um, she, today she's, she was good today. Uh, I was off, but, um, I've said it a couple times too. We live, we live with my father and my father has, multiple different types of pets. We have Hicks, the second dog we talked about last week. Yeah. My dad also has some, some in, in his room, some snakes and a parrot. You know, parrot's not talky. Parrot just screeches sometimes, but she's not the talky type. Mm-hmm. She may say hello, give kisses. She's a macaw, a severe macaw, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not know this, but the Tex does not like snakes at all. Hicks. Sorry, Tex. I don't like to call him Tex. It's Hicks. <laughs> Hicks does not like the snakes. The moment he sees one of them. Hold on I still need to get through Tex and Hicks. <laughs> okay, go on. The moment he sees one of the snakes, he starts to freak out, like starts barking. I'm assuming it's because, oh, my God, there's something here. I have to protect the, the humans that are in this room. But they're behind glass, and, and he's just barking. And there's a couple of snakes in there. So it's he when he sees one, he kind of freaks out. And then that calms down. Then he sees the other one, and he starts barking again. And I'm like, I really? Like, I've never seen a dog do that before. So it kind of was, it was a little strange for me. But Ripley does not... I don't think, I don't know if she gets along with the bird or she's trying to play with the bird or she wants to murder the bird. I haven't, I haven't gauged her level of, of, of emotion towards the bird. 
because she sat down by the cage and the bird would put her beak out and the two of them were kind of like nipping each other but it didn't seem violent if that makes sense Mm -hmm. just kind of like playful um but then she would stop and then she'd stand at the edge of the like like on the floor looking at the cage being like that's right come at me you get out of that thing you're fucking mine like i just like and i'm like well she looks like doesn't look like she's angry but she looks like she's definitely thinking chickens on the menu all right you know and i'm like i had to actually grab her by the collar and drag her out of the room because it was something i never have to do because she's usually pretty good at being like she, she kind of knows her name she kind of knows some loose commands so i usually can get her attention enough to be able to get it but i actually had to be like get over here and like drag her and she's fighting me the whole way like no no i want this i want i want to stay i mean i'm staying here i'm on guard <laughs> and it's like you're on guard for a bird that's in a cage <laughs> oh i know that i know Shh. it could go out any second look you can see its beak i'm gonna put my face there but no you don't have to no 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 i it's it's my honor i'm, I'm your dog i have to protect everybody it's, it's fine trust me no 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 you don't understand I, i'm on duty right now Clock me in, Dad. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, that's kind of what I had to deal with. That was my excitement today. You know, she's just sniffing around. She's some fireworks are going off. She's not a big fan of that. You know, so she's kind of agitated. Um, also, I'm going to take a note. Um, I have a package arriving on Tuesday that I could talk about. Uh, hopefully, by next week, I'll have a more talk to talk about it. But I have the best wife ever. You know, okay. She purchased me the Supernatural series. Wow. Yeah. How great is that? That's we got our income tax check back. Let's face it. That's where the money went. <laughs> <laughs> you know? however, 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 you get it. It's all the- <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so it's, it was supposed to arrive today, but apparently got pushed back to Tuesday. I think it's because of the holiday. Right. Um, Stacy's like, Amazon doesn't take days off. I'm like, well, maybe they do. Like, you know, again, trying to be better as an employer since the one guy is stepping down in June, I think. Um, but it should arrive Tuesday. So maybe my next show I'll be able to go, Ed, I got it, and it's gorgeous, and I watch this, this, and this. But uh, until then, I'm not. I'm still also debating because, you know, because half of that money was mine. Um, you know, I'm, I am still circling the idea of buying myself the uh, Bond series on digital. You know, mm. I keep keep thinking about it because it's every time I'm on Voodoo, I'm like, this looks very tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all and I can binge watch my Bond movies right from the comfort of my own bed <laughs> in glorious 4K. Um, but I've also been I've been actually it's going to sound weird I've actually been kind of enjoying Gotham okay Um, I'm in I just started season four Um, Bruce has got the little suit that he wears it's kind of like you know slick and and it's bulletproof and he's like one step closer from getting the the bat suit but you know um, it's it's not bad Uh, I'm I guess I finally removed myself from it. Like there was basically the first two episodes dealt with Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane. I thought they were pretty good. I was like, we guys are kind of pushing some boundaries. The season before 
when they were talking about the virus, there were some holy shit moments for me. I was like, wow, I can't believe they actually went that way with the storyline. I was like, all right. That's kind of cool. Uh, Ra's al Ghul's in has appeared. You know, I'm like, all right. And the actor they got to play, I'm like, oh, I recognize that guy. It's actually a pretty good casting. You know, it, it's, you know, the other characters, Penguin, I still think Penguin steals the kind of show for me. Uh, same with the Riddler. The guy who plays the Riddler is really, really good. But right now, spoilers, he starts off season four in a block of ice. <laughs> so, huh. so I'm like, all right, you know, this isn't bad. Um, you know, I also noticed, too, that they do take notice of like what people are saying because um, the girl who plays Selena Kyle, has anybody who's ever seen the show, does kind of have an eerie resemblance to Michelle Pfeiffer in, in, in like the jawline, in the in the cheat in the face structure. <clears throat> so I you know, I think they guess they figured why not let's just go for it since they kinda the rules I don't feel like apply to the show. Um what they did was they took a moment where um there's an a clone of Bruce Wayne. He's talking to Selena and he she knows it's not him, not the real Bruce mm-hmm. and she's gonna go tell Bruce and Alfred because Bruce is um, missing at this moment so he grabs her and he pushes her out a four story window and I was like holy crap but she lands in the exact same position that Michelle Pfeiffer lands in Batman Returns and I'm like oh and they even had the cats come out to lick her face and all that I'm like wow you guys just really just went like fuck it let's just do it (laughs) (laughs) and I was like and it looked good and it was like all right. I mean, I can recognize what they're doing, and they're like, now it's like, well, fuck it. Why not? Let's just make the homages and let's just, you know, have fun with it because this world doesn't really. It's like, it doesn't seem to be set in any kind of real timeline with the DC animated, you know, with with DC universe, universe movies and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I'm like, I think like now I'm in I'm in season four. Rachel Ghoul's part of it. Um, I think there's a time jump for in between four and five, but I'm like, all right, it it's it actually turns out to be quite enjoyable, especially when you kind of like take some of the things because Bruce Wayne isn't in, in all the time, and I'm like, all right, because they're they're not really focusing on the like oh well this is going to be this person in the future it's now they just who they are because they're four seasons in and they're just like this this boat could crash at any moment let's just ride the wave while we can right and, and i guess when you have that kind of freedom you take kind of different chances and different risks so i was like oh okay you guys are doing that all right i all right good for you guys i'm actually kind of enjoying that that moment it was so i'm kind of like if you do get the ever get the chance to watch the entire show i Give it a shot because I, I know I don't think we slammed it too hard, but it definitely was not really a game, a movie, a TV show, really that I could get into because it was I was too like, well, that's not the way it was. That's not the way I remember it, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way I heard it, Johnny. Right? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's and that's the thing. Like I, I, I remember, like like I said, I've, I've talked about this in the past. Was like. I remember watching the first season and it was like holiday weekend. I think it was Black Friday or something like that. And you were working in the middle of the night. I came to your store and told you how terrible it was because it's just like, you know, it's like you, 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 you watch it and you're like, you're like, wow, this is not even like, 
because there, there, there are certain rules that you have to follow. I mean, and, and it, 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 it's like it's it's a timeline of because you, you're not going to get characters like in Batman's time because they they like the age range is going to be around the same as him. So you're you're kind of you're you're you you know like when you're going to see like them as kids or something like that, and and it really right. wasn't. It was more about Jim Gordon and about. You know, really, the more the, the the Gotham City Police Department than anything else, you're gonna go. Okay, you know, and and, and of course they had started adding characters that were that were older, and you're going, oh, this is not fitting at all. Like they should make at least made Bruce Wayne a little older, you know, at that point, or or you know, or or you know, like like something that would would have made it more better. But to me, it was like you know, like you you've you've seen the mythology so many times and and you know the story so well and you're going uh, well wait a minute this this is this is not the way of looking at it this is like a totally new way of looking at it and to me it was like not worth seeing it past season 1 you know kind of right. thing and all and then i heard when the joker was in and there was more with with a uh, uh, penguin and 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 riddler and stuff and i was like it sounded intriguing, but it wasn't like you know. It was like after a while, you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm I'm already out. Like I, you know, they, and, and it, it's going to be pretty hard to kind of pull me back. In. Yeah, no, I, I I sat and watched. I remember watching all of season one the first time around, so I was like, okay, well, I just got to sit through season one again and see where it's going with season two. And I was like, okay, I got you. You know, I also agree with like when they brought his character name is Jerome, by the way, um, mm-hmm. who kind of portrayed the Joker and I mean and I use the term loosely only because apparently the idea was that he you know it it could be because they also then introduced and I haven't got it's obviously got to be this season or um, they introduce his twin brother um, who winds up being the more like like a different version of Joker like in the throughout the comics mm-hmm. um, so I'm interested and it's the same it's the same kid so I'm kind of curious to see how because he's really really good like he kind of takes the best parts of all the Jokers and and is able to kind of meld them into one, you know. And I'm like, he's not bad. Like I kind of like what he did with it, even with the you know the face being cut off. And they had like, um, it's like the idea of Joker is more of a like a, I guess what they kind of wanted to do with the Joaquin Phoenix was like, oh well, this guy inspires the other guy. My understanding is because I remember seeing the last episode, they actually got the kid to be the Joker in the like the last episode. Because so I think it takes like a big giant jump where you actually see the kid who plays Bruce Wayne in the Batman suit and the guy who plays Joker as the full full on Joker, except his hair was real stringy and balding. Like he was like he definitely looked older, you know. But I mean, uh, it's um like I said, I'm already on the ride, so I got like you know a season and a half left and I'm like, all right, well I can finally put that to rest. You know, um, I did. I also did buy a movie this week too. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's the Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, um, movie chaos walking. Do you remember that? Ed? No. Um, the movie basically is, um, Daisy Ridley crash lands on a planet where it's all populated by men and their thoughts can be heard in what? this like bubble type like fuzz around their head. Oh um, wow! And to- huh? I, I, I was I, well now. Now you're telling me this like 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 I remember the movie. I didn't know that it came out in theaters. 
Um, I it might have came out. I don't know because I think it was one of those like, hey, we're gonna put it in theaters for the pandemic. So I don't know if it. It. I. But I can tell you though, I know it had problems. It was on a shelf for a while, um, because the movie's based on a book, but apparently it's loosely based on the book. So the people who saw the movie weren't really happy. It was like one of those like um, uh, Red Dawn situations with Chris Hemsworth. It's like, oh, he made this movie, but no, they weren't really going to put it out. But now that he's famous and he's Thor, let's put it out to try to capitalize on his name. So I feel like this movie kind of the rumor felt like this movie had that same kind of life back to it is Mm -hmm. that, well, you got Tom Holland and you got Daisy Ridley, two of the youngest, hottest stars in Marvel and Star Wars right now. And at the moment it was let's. And they're in a movie together? Well, shit, let's capitalize on that. And then you get Mads Mikkelsen in it, too, who's also in a Star Wars movie. It's like, it's definitely, and it's a science fiction movie, and it's based on a book. It, you know, so I I, I was interested in from the start, because it looked, from the trailer, it looked good. And having not read the book, I don't feel like I'm going in with this, well, you better impress me, because I read the book. So I don't I don't know if it ever really made it to a theater or if it made it to a theater, it lasted long or it might have been one of those where we're going to put in the theaters and video on demand at the same time, you know, and then now it's at the well, now we're just going to put on video. So I picked it up this past week. OK. Yeah. Um, so I think like outside of that, any, any, did I do anything else? Uh, I, I bought a video, I picked up a video game that I have a, a review on and I'll know uh, we could do that later when we get to the reviews part, the, the video game part. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's about it for me this week. Unless something else jumps up, uh, obviously I'll just interrupt you and just tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the meantime, uh, why don't you tell me what's coming out in Blu-ray and video? <laughs> Not much, I'll tell you that. Um, so a lot of 4Ks are coming out this week. Well, not a lot, but a few. We have uh, Tomb Raider. The two-movie collection is coming out on 4K, the Angelina Jolie versions of uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, so both of those are coming out as a, as a, as a dual pack uh, on 4K. And then uh, Snatch is coming out in 4K as well. And uh, okay. Smoking and the Bandit is getting the 4K release as well. So they're the, they're the ones. And then we have a Paramount Presents. Mommy Dearest is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, the 1981 film. Um, wow. So uh, yeah, so that so that's pretty much it for for movies. Uh, like I said, there wasn't really too much uh, excitement coming out this week because of the holiday weekend. So they figured not many people are going to be buying movies uh, right after the holiday. So uh, right. they put much out. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to video games, though, we have uh, Ghost and Goblins. Uh, sorry, hold on a sec here. Uh, rest- re- uh, re- re- reconstruction. Uh, developed and published by Capcom for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and that'll come out Ju- Tuesday, June 1st. Then we have Operation Tango, developed and published by Clever Plays uh, for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and the PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, June 1st. Then we have Stonefly, developed by Flight School Studio and published by MWM Interactive, for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Switch, and PC, and that'll come out Tuesday the 1st. Then we have Wreckfest, developed by Bugbear Bug Entertainment and published by THQ Nordic for the PS5, and that'll be Tuesday, June 1st. Then we have Tour de France 2021, developed by 
Cinedade Studio and developed by Nankun. Wow, Nankon, sorry. And that's for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X and PC, and that'll be Thursday, June 3rd. <coughs> then we have wow. Evergate, developed by Stone Lantern Games and published by P-Cube for the PS5, and that'll be Friday, June 4th. Then we have uh, sorry, uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, developed by CI Games and published by CI Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and that'll be Friday the 4th. Then we have Last Kids on Earth and Stuff of Doom, developed by Stage Clear Studios and published by Outright Games for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that'll be Friday, June 4th. And finally, the... Pres- Persistence, sorry, developed by Fire, Fire Sprite LTD and published by oh, Fire Sprite LTD for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and that'll be on Friday, June 4th. All right. All right. Um, well, Ed, I, the game I'm going to review tonight is the game called Biomutant. Now, Biomutant was introduced to the public back in 2017. I believe an E3, and it basically was like a you're like this little wombat cat kind of thing with an mm-hmm. eye patch, and it's he's fighting with a sword and a gun in this grand open world um, venue. Um, I was very excited about the game because it looked different and and interesting, and then it went away, and then <laughs> it. <laughs> And I was like, and I didn't think much about it because, you know, games come and go. Like, you get, you see a game get announced and you're like, oh, that's great. When's it coming out? Oh, it'll come out when it's ready. Like, <laughs> like for example, um, Breath of the Wild 2. Nintendo announced it, but they didn't give it an exact date for release because they were just like, we just started working on it. So I was like, well, why are you telling me about it if you're not going to put it in my pocket? You know? <laughs> um, so I didn't think anything of it. And then just, you know, earlier in the year, they mentioned that it was going to come out, you know, in May. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I wanted to play it. It looked interesting. Um, let me buy it. Bought it, took it home. Um, I kind of fell asleep playing it. <laughs> really? Now, here's why. And now, now, I have to start with that first because here's the the story is legitimately everything that it's think of Fallout meets um, Ronin uh, like the Ronin 47 or 42 or whatever the you know like lone wolf samurai um, meets Puss in Boots meets Batman 66 <laughs> because and the, and the reason why it, it, it seems like a lot going on is because it is set in a post-apocalyptic world where the earth humans have left the earth because they've they've pretty much destroyed it through toxic waste okay in this toxic waste sludge life has found a way to evolve and it evolved into these little creatures who now like look like wombats or like giant badgers or weasels and, mm-hmm. and you know things like that <clears throat> and you are a you know what meet kung, throw kung, fu, kung fu panda in there too because yeah. you are a 
sword-wielding, gun-toting samurai, in a way, that knows kung fu. Mm-hmm. All right? Oh, I know kung fu. Uh, right. Um, and as a premise, and you're basically the, the tree of life, as they call it, the tree that's supplying nourishment to the planet, is di- is dying. Um, so it's your job to try to find out you, I guess, get pulled into it, or it's your job to find out why this is happening and how to stop it, and to bring these tribes because now every because you need like bad guys, um, and you need tribes to try to get them all to work together to try to help save the planet. It's very there's like a moral to this story, and the story is told through a narration, meaning that there's a voiceover. Right now. I just got done playing Immortals Phoenix Rising and uh, with narration. It was Prometheus and Zeus, Prometheus telling Zeus's story. So, you know, but you're playing the story that Prometheus is telling you. You are playing this version in this in Biomutant, you're playing the game, but the narrator is talking to you as if he's telling the story to you and not even caring about the fact that you're playing as that character. Um, imagine if you will, um, you're the character and you're playing the game and all of a sudden I, I'll be the narrator. It's like, well, as you come up to this staircase, you look around and you see this. Like, you're, And it's very, in a way, very like bedtime story tone, fable kind of tone. Like you've, you've, I'm sure we've all heard like that guy who they have as a narrator who's not aggressive, but he's also not too sing-songy. He's very calm. Very soft-spoken type of... Uh... Very, yes, very soft-spoken. Oh, that'll do the job. Like that, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that with that, it, because of that tone, there's no real soundtrack to the game either. So you're listening to like nature sounds, and this guy will talk almost nonstop, it felt like at the time. And it was very like kind of like, oh, Sean, you're being told a bedtime story. You should go to sleep. You know. And whenever you meet a character in this world, that character has a language and it's speaking to you in its language, but you can't understand it because it's all gibberish. So then the narrator also turns into an interpreter. So he's telling you what this person's telling you. He's basically telling you what this person is, this animal is saying to you. Mm-hmm. And then you get to pick a response rather than just letting it be like, let, let it just be what it is. Like if you need me to do gibberish then just give me the subtitles, like, I don't need you to tell me every step of my journey. Just give me the highlights. Huh. You know, and then there's this morality system to it, where it's like light side, dark side kind of deal, mm-hmm. where, like, the decisions that you make, um, I guess, Taylor made how the story is going to go. Um, because in the beginning, you get to choose between two tribes. You can join one or two tribes. One tribe wants to bring all the tribes together to help save the you know, planet where the other tribe is more like, no, we need to wipe out the other tribes because the only way that we can survive is by being the best and the greatest by not working together, by just doing it by ourselves. So basically kind of like light side, dark side. Mm -hmm. And depending on what you choose during along the way, you're going to have these moments of conversations with people and you get to pick certain opportunities to be either a light side answer or a dark side answer. And then, you get these point systems like, like right now I think I'm light side like 13 points but dark side 2 points 
and I'm like, okay, well, I, right now I don't know what these points mean because they haven't really come up in anything yet. Um, I guess I'm feeling I'm making good choices. Yay me. Right. Um, I'm not like, but I've also now just got my stamina. My there's you have like stats, and I have a charisma stat, and my charisma stat's good enough to the part where I was actually able to kind of talk people into giving up and joining me without having to really lift a finger. So I'm like, I kind of like that. It makes, makes gonna make the game fighting a lot easier. <laughs> if I could just go in and wait, I could persuade you not to fight me. Awesome. Um, the fighting mechanics is not bad. It's it's kind of hack and slashy. Like you know, like you got a, a heavy swing and a light swing, but then you also have a gun that you can pull out for for range weapons. And, and where the Batman sixty six part comes in is if you do like a, they have a a move called an unstoppable pig, where it's like a bunch of stabby moves with my size. Huh. It, uh, unstoppable pig pops up on, as I'm doing the move, so it's like its own bam, pow, boof kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> And it's like it's me as like this little cat like thing jumping around like a la Kung Fu Panda, if you will, just kind of punching and throwing and stabbing and shooting. And, you know, it's it's the, the gaming mechanics, not bad, but it's just this. I'm not really sure how I feel about it, to be honest. Like, I kind of like it. Like today I played it more. I did start to feel myself starting to drift in, into like that sleep mode, but I kind of sat differently and pushed through and gave myself like because it's an open world role playing adventure game so you just kind of pick a, pick a quest stick to it and it's you know, like you know like I, I today I the bad side of the tribe I got them to join my side of the tribe so it's like oh well you could, good job you combine the two tribes together now you have to go bring this tribe down and it's like okay, well now how do I how does this help with the tree? I don't know yet because all I know is right now I'm doing a lot of wandering, which is okay. I'm used to that in games. I'm. It's just it's taking me a little longer to kind of settle into this game as as I was as, as I was hoping. I guess mm-hmm. um, coworker already brought it back. He's like I, I can't. He's like he plays his game and his. His fiance watches, likes watching him play games, and he knows if a game's interesting or not. Like she watched it for like maybe like ten minutes, and then just went off to something else. He's like, it's just the game is just boring. It's like that talk. The it's, the narration is what really kills, I believe, the game, <clears throat> which is weird too because apparently, because of where I work, we have the the propaganda machine on, mm. and the propaganda machine basically talks about Biomutant, saying that hey, at one point in time. They went back, and there's there is over two hundred and fifty thousand words in this game spoken, um, and that's basically because of what you decide to choose. You know, can alter the what the person's saying to you, right? Mm-hmm. But all that's going to be done through the narration part because it's it's and it, it they it was like eighty five thousand words, I think, at one point in time. And then they had to go back and they go, we need more time because we want to flesh out the story. And it went from like 85,000 words to 250,000 words. Like that's a lot of restructuring. And I, I kind of feel like if they maybe they would have had um, not done the narration so much, maybe it'd be different or had maybe a different style of narration. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of, it kind of pulls me out of the game a little bit sometimes. Mm. Um 
I did do the settings, and the setting can have like the how much the guy talks. So I kind of lowered that down a little bit. But he, you know, so he's not as annoying, or he doesn't pop up as much. <laughs> but but ultimately, I'm like, how can you have a game this big and not have at least a like a a soundtrack? Huh. At least, it, or actually, you no. Know there is a little bit of a soundtrack, but the soundtrack's very um, and um, the best way I can describe it, it's Asian in tone, um, like flutes, because because he, he's basically like a, a Ronin, there's you know, lone ninja samurai warrior going through town being a hero. So it's very Asian in, in flavor, but it's so it's like a lot of wood instruments some soft drums you know and it's it's it basically it's it's soothing in a way <laughs> and it because and it's not overpowering like even when you do get into a fight there's no upbeat action music so it's, there's nothing there to get your tempo or your blood pumping so i'm just kind of like i'm mashing i feel like i'm mashing the same buttons over and over again it's like hit hit dodge hit hit dodge hit hit dodge and oh look here's i perfect dodge slows everything down you know, or if I parry correctly, I could uh, and I can parry, and times will slow down, and I could do like a special move. But it doesn't seem like doesn't really seem like, like a, it seems like it wants to do a lot. And in order, sometimes when you do a lot, you miss out on some things. I feel. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know, there's also like this this um, crafting system too, where like if I want to, I can't seem to just buy a sword. I have to create my sword and build it from scrap metals that I've, you know, because because there's a moral to this story is that, you know, the planet, it's a living thing and you should recycle and you should take care of it and you should help everybody else. And I, I get that, but you know what? I don't want it as a game mechanic. Huh. You know, I don't need to, oh, look, I'm picking up trash and I'm going to take that trash and I'm going to turn it into a sword. Right. You know, it's like, uh, can I just buy a good sword? Can I just buy a, you know, like a decent set armor no Sean you have to find like a hat and then you can break down that hat for stuff and then you can modify that hat or you know equip it and then change it and have add on it's like oh okay because <sighs> they want you to recycle what you are not using and it's like oh okay I might when's the, when's the next big game coming out because <laughs> <laughs> you know like, like a part of me is like do I keep how long do I how long do I keep going on with this before I go back to Mass Effect? You know, because I'm playing the Mass Effect trilogy again. And the first game, the first Mass Effect, while it drags in some parts, I still at least go like, ah, yeah, this looks great. This is awesome. This is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Biomutant's gorgeous. It's pretty. I mean, the the visuals, the the, the color palette's great. The clarity of the screen's beautiful. And it, it the world looks gorgeous great it's just that i'm like yeah all right i guess i'll walk over here while the (laughs) is playing (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like basically the same throughout so you're kind of going does this ever get exciting (laughs) right yeah right like oh this this is a giant monster creature coming at me he looks kind of badass he kind of looks like a like a, um, a mutated beaver this is awesome Look, he's gonna throw some logs at me. Okay, dodge, dodge, get up close. Hack, hack, hack. Oh, he's he's gonna stomp his foot down. But 
that's the exact same stuff that this lizard guy was doing. And I'm like, oh, boy, I hope all, not all your bad guys are like this because I'm starting to notice patterns. Right. <laughs> you know, and it kind of takes the it takes the joy out of trying to figure out something if uh, if all your bad guys are doing the same stomp, throw. Oh, look, here's a um, – this guy's got a tail. Here comes a tail whip. Oh, like <laughs> – <laughs> Like, oh, block. Yay, now let me do this special move. Like, so part of me is like, okay, well, how... Like, today was, the, like, the first real day I was actually get a good, a good chunk of gaming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I wasn't... I was... I, don't, I would say I was underwhelmed is the best way to put it. Like, it was like, okay, well, it's, it's a game, and it's different, and it's f- kind of fun, but it's not really holding me down to, like, a... Oh, this is great! I can't wait to play how Assassin's Creed Valhalla was, or Immortal Phoenix Rising, even Spider-Man Miles Morales. There's all those games were made me excited about playing it. Biomutants more like a, all right, let me give it another chance, kind of feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment I start feeling that about a game, it to me is the moment where I'm like, yeah, you know what? If if it doesn't grab me within like the first couple of days, I, I don't think I can I can follow through. Which again is kind of sad because. I, the premise is not bad. It's just the execution is kind of like leaving me wanting more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, on a scale of one to ten, I, I give it about a six. Okay. To be honest, you know, it's 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 a little better than average, but I wouldn't, you know, go any more than six. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's my review by immune. There so you go. Buy at your own risk. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, you, any reviews or anything yet? No, no. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking about buying Mass Effect because the way you talk it up and on, and, and you know, I keep thinking about it and I keep watching some videos. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This uh, looks like a pretty good game. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. I've been circling around like the last couple of days. So I might, I might buy it. I don't know. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we let's get to the news. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> There's been some wacky shit going on, Ed. Um, <laughs> it's there. Uh, let's start with uh, Bad Boys for Life filmmakers to direct the background movie for Warner Brothers. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, yeah. This one, <clears throat> this was, um, I think I said it pulled out some articles for um, a couple, well, we were off for the two weeks. Um, so some of these are older articles. Um, apparently, the background movie project has found a director or a, a pair of directors. I'm going to butcher these names. Uh, Adil El Arbi uh, and Bilal Fala. Now, they basically um, are the duo behind the Bad Boys for Life movie, uh-huh. which was really good, by the way. They've closed a deal to steer Warner Brothers DC feature centering on Barbara Gordon. Um, for those who don't know, she's the daughter of Gotham City's police commissioner, James Gordon. Um, Christina Hodson, who wrote Bumblebee and is in the Warner's folds with her screenwriting on Birds of Prey and The Flash, penned the script for what's being planned as a movie for HBO Max. Um, Kristen Burr, who's gearing up for the release of Cruella this month, is producing. Um, so the project has previously, previously had Joss Whedon on board as writer and director. 
Uh, Whedon came on in March 2017, but left in April 2018 at the time, saying he failed at cracking the story. Um, Here's a quote from Burr. Uh, With Batgirl, we hope to take the audience on a fun ride and see a different side of Gotham, said Burr. Um, Christina's script is crackling with the spirit. Uh, the two guys have are have excited and joyous energy, which is infectious, making them the perfect filmmakers for this Bat project. And I'm just psyched uh, I get to be a part of the DC universe, which is super cool. Um, the uh, two guys were born in Morocco and studied film in Belgium. Uh, they cut their teeth with a European thriller and directing episodes of FX's crime drama Snowfall, but gained attention when they helmed the third Bad Boys movie. The third? It is a third movie. Uh, that action movie had stalled in development for years, but the pair put the title back on the streets with a new rim and strong engine, re-energizing the aging franchise. The movie garnished the best reviews of any of the Bad, bad Boy movies and became the highest-grossing American movie that year. Um, again, that was a year that asterisk by a pandemic lockdown, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the strength of Bad Boys, they trampoline to co-showrunners of Marvel series Ms. Marvel, where they also directed and premiered uh, the finale episode, uh, so which wrapped a few weeks ago. So they're 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 getting some action, but hey, background movie. Well, I'm, I'm looking. For, you know, it's the thing. I'm I'm, I'm they're finally losing moving focus to somebody else in the DC universe. Uh, that that I mean, we haven't really seen since what in the late nineties or. Uh, early I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, if you went to the animated series, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking more of, of like live action. Like the last time was Alicia Silverstone playing oh. Batgirl. <laughs> See, I was gonna go with the Birds of Prey TV show because the girl who plays Oracle, she actually uh, was dressed up as Batgirl a couple in a couple of those episodes. Okay. You know, but you're, but yeah, but it wasn't a, like a major plot on the show. It was more like a flashback, right? So, but I mean, as a as a lead character, yeah, I guess you're right. At least Alicia Silverstone would probably be the the last person to play Batgirl in the, in a movie, anyway. In a movie, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had the you had the animated movies, but I don't know if you want to count them. If you're talking live action, I I believe Alicia Silverstone's the last person to play Batgirl, right? Yeah, and not and not related to James Gordon, no. Right. She was related to Alfred. That's right. She was related to Alfred. <laughs> Yeah, so you know it's it's but it, it, you know I mean it's 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 good to see them trying something new, um, you know, and, and and going beyond this whole. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know if it is or not like the whole DC universe style thing. Like you know, like are are, are we going to see Robert Pattinson's The Batman um, show up? Yep, I get some feedback here. You all right? My my connections. For whatever reason, is loose in my phone. Oh, okay. So, I right. apologize. That was me. Okay. Um. So. Uh, yeah. So. Uh. I forget what I was saying. Oh. Uh. It's. It, I. I mean, you know, I don't know if we're gonna see Patterson's of the Batman show up in this, or, 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 you know, if they're gonna do a, a dual movie after that, you know, type of thing. And and if it if it does, it's that's fine. You know, I mean, like if they can make it like it fit in a way together like it has puzzle pieces together and they kind of build it from there uh it'd be nice um but uh you know of course though i'm i'm i'm, I'm actually p- 
pushing this too fast you know in, in my head you know like you know i'm like i'm like let's <laughs> right. let's see what batman let's see what batgirl looks like first like like how how well it does <laughs> you know, like you know right. but i'm more excited the fact that they're actually doing another character than superman or, or batman you know like 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 Batgirl live action Batgirl I'm in you know like like it's 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 good to see another character especially female character coming out of the DC world and and sure you know and, and being out there so it's gonna be fun uh, uh, to see that uh, you know so I'm I'm looking forward to it you know of course though I, I kind of want to see a trailer first <laughs> right like I always say like oh, I want to see a trailer first but I'm 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 works I'm 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 hopeful I'm I'm more hopeful that like. DC's pushing this, start pushing in the right direction now for things. So it's uh, let's hope it ha- let's hope it works out for him this time. Right, um, Ed. Yes. Apparently, Disneyland is introducing a hundred dollar sandwich. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, the sandwich is meant to be eaten by more than one person. <laughs> it's meant to be. It, does, it sounds like to me, challenge accepted. <laughs> You know, you know, you hear you hear this stuff, and it's a, like, like if you actually go to Disneyland or Disney World, their food places are expensive. So to, to hear a hundred dollar sandwich is not really that far off. Because I mean, I've I spent like twenty five bucks for a burger and fries, you know. So Ooh. you know, so yeah, it's uh, it gets up there in price a little bit. Well, well, the article goes to say that the Disneyland, it's in Disneyland Resort, mm-hmm. will be soon home to a new attraction, one of the most expensive sandwiches in the world. Uh, the Anaheim, California Resort will feature a new panini sandwich that will debut when Avengers Campus opens at Disney California Adventure Park on June 4th. Um, <clears throat> so, the sandwich has an eye-popping price of nearly 100 bucks. But again, like I said, to be fair, it's supposed to be eaten by more than one person. Um, the Marvel Land's Pim Test Kitchen is themed, to mo- is themed to the movie Ant-Man and the Wasp and will serve meals that have been shrunk or expanded in size. Right, yeah. so so this is what it's called. It's called the Pim Pimnini sandwich, by the way. <laughs> of course. Okay, so it comes with salami, rosemary ham, provolone, and sun dried sun dried tomato spread on a toasted focaccia roll, uh, toasted focaccia, and uh, whatever, and can feed up to eight people. So, but also, in case there is a single serving part uh, part of the sandwich, which is fifteen bucks. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, actually, I I've, I didn't hear about the sandwich particularly, but I did hear about Pim's uh, Test Kitchen, and uh, um, yeah, they're going to have like pretzels that are going to be super huge, and something that's going to be really small that's usually bigger. So that's the idea. Is the premise is to uh, uh, you know, uh, right? You know, do the various sizes, do the, the pim particles, so that way they can uh, do that. So it's it's <clears> gonna <throat> be fun, you know. <laughs> so to me, that sounds like, hey, didn't we used to have a restaurant with the honey I shrunk the kids theme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could take that well, menu, and put it in Avengers. Like, well, what do you, what do we what are we gonna do with it? Well, I don't know. I mean, we got the Avengers thing, and there's that Ant Man. Oh, what if we we use that same 
technology to make our sandwiches bigger or smaller depending on the the price range (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is like the really small sandwiches they're gonna be like 80 bucks (laughs) like you're like wait what right i just i just had like a taste that was in you're charging me 80 dollars for it you know your mind Right, it's going to be like, hey, welcome, get your get your shrunken down uh, ribeye steak, where it's going to be like the size of a burger patty, it's going to be like $30. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Disney. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, expensive. Stacey says it's going to be those little baby foods. I hate there's this person who, on the internet who makes these really, really, really tiny foods. Did you ever see these guys? No. These people? I mean, they legitimately have, like, like tiny, like, it'll, it, little itty-bitty utensils and little itty-bitty frying pans, and they'll make, like, oh, here's, like, the smallest pancake. And you're, like, where they, like, they need, like, tweezers to, to move all this stuff. And it's, it's annoyingly, it's so fucking annoying to watch. Yeah, it's like, it's like why? Why do you? Where do you? Number one, where do you get an egg that small that you crack it and then you have yourself a sunny side up egg that doesn't even fit on a, the, the head of a nail? <laughs> okay, what creature did you kill to get those eggs from? Like, why do you? So, oh, you made all this batter and you're gonna put like a drop of pancake stuff it's like it's just, just, just it's so that's not even it's, it's not even the size of a penny or not even the size of a dime maybe a dime if you're lucky it's a tiny kitchen it's like hey here's a stack of tiny pancakes i have 13 bucks <laughs> well, they, like, no no well i imagine i imagine the idea of like especially doing those really tiny like things is just the fact is is that it's it's it like you like 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 if you if you if you cook every day you know you could make pancakes and you could become really good at it because you've make pancakes like every week or something like that you know what I'm saying like 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 through time and through practice you you get really good at making it and then it's just like how can I make it more uh, challenging for myself. So then you're going. What if I had a really tiny frying pan? <laughs> you know, like like could I do it? Like you know, like it, it's a challenge. You know, type of thing. And of course, it's like I gotta videotape this for posterity because I don't want to do this every fucking week. <laughs> like, like quick, I'm gonna master it once. I I need I need a miniature peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's like. Uh... <laughs> How did I get the bread so small? <laughs> it's it's like the size of a crumb. I you know at least I hope that they do it in a way. And I mean it's Disney, so they'll probably have some fanfare about it. Like maybe they'll have like, hey, this is your sandwich, and they have it like behind like this fake glass type thing, and they're gonna be like, oh, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, Woonk, and you see it stretch out, and then he lifts up the the lid, and there it is, your giant sandwich. Or he takes like the giant sandwich and he goes like, "Oh, I'm going to make it into single serving. Watch, wickedy, biggity, bam, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Now we're going to go from big to small. Boof!" And you see, shrink down, and he lifts the lid, and, and you're like, "Oh, it's like a magic trick almost." I, mean, I don't if think. Gonna... <laughs> I think. I don't think you're going to get that really. Dumb. I think it's like you know they're going to flop this little sandwich on your plate, and you're like, 
wait, that's it? <laughs> or this hey. huge thing, it's like, and you're like, holy crap. Like, Who ordered the tanini? <laughs> the panini. <laughs> I was thinking tanini because it's real tiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who ordered the here's your, here's your food right there. Hey, welcome, welcome to Disneyland. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that would be $37 the sandwich I finished it one bite hey I, didn't, I don't make the rules it just affords them there sir just you know I can't help it that you wanted to pay an overprice for you know a miniature cheesesteak <laughs> <laughs> uh. no no alright <laughs> um Ed yeah big news on the Amazon front okay Amazon agrees to buy MGM Film Studio for $8.45 billion. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. Now, it's a shame Sean Connery has passed away because I feel like this would be the perfect moment to turn my Alexa into a Sean Connery box. <laughs> like, like, at this point now, if you're going to buy Amazon, if Amazon's buying these properties, like, or better yet, Rocky's part of that. Hey, yo, Rocky. Hey, yo, what's up? How you doing? Today's weather's going to be like 35 out. Better get it It's going to be chilly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, give me the Rocky package for my Shmexa. <laughs> I could go refine with the bond. Like, give me the Roger Moore package. But I'm going to go Rocky just to annoy Stacy. <laughs> that'd be the best. It's like... Hey, yo, your package was delivered. <laughs> hey, yo, your package is here. <laughs> I don't know about you. I didn't hear no bell, but your package is here. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, yo, uh, you got your you know, Amazon Music first song right out there. It's I had a tiger. How you think that? <laughs> <laughs> ding ding there's a message for you on the phone <laughs> here, here, my, here my brother my brother Frank sing you a song hey I, 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 I yo Mickey <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sean, it's time for you to wake up. <laughs> I mean that. Oh, we lost you. Am, am, am I there? Yeah, now I'm now. Yes, <laughs> you're okay. back. Well, apparently, it's the biggest acquisition since they bought Whole Foods for thirteen point seven billion. Um. <laughs> Uh, Amazon agreed to buy the MGM Movies Company for $8.45 billion. Um, I bet that nearly century-old Hollywood icon can feed an insatiable demand for streaming content. Um, so let's see. What do they get? More with, with rival retails like Walmart Inc. rolling out more sophisticated online stores. Amazon must work even harder to keep its 200 million Prime subscribers loyal. Uh, this jump starts in by 50 years, says Michael Patcher, an analyst with uh, Wedbush Securities. 
That's really what it comes down to. They weren't going to be able to produce enough content to ever get close to Netflix. Um, Patrick says that Amazon Studios produce a few hundred hours worth of television shows and movies a year. However, MGM adds a back catalog of 25,000 hours that Amazon could divvy up between its Prime Video offering or its free-to-stream ad-supported IMDb TV. Um, let's see. What did they get? It's a, uh, I'm trying to think. Skate Bumpy Era. Of course, this goes into um, Under Anger So looks like they get Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. Ben-Hur, mm-hmm. Um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> I don't know why they had to throw that in there. Uh, Ace Ventura. Uh, obviously, Skyfall, so you get the Bond movies. Uh, they also are responsible for The Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, uh, The Survivor, and The Apprentice. Let's see. I wish this article would go into more. This is definitely more of a, um, like, hey, more of the business part. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm going to do a quick Google search. So what are your thoughts about it, Ed? Well, I mean, it's it, it's 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 the streaming wars. You know, here, here's the, here's the next shot that was fired, uh, basically from 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 uh, Amazon. And I mean, it's about time. You know, I, I I think I think you know they should like it's that's where we're at. Like at this point, you know, and and it's just like if you want to watch this, this is the only place you're gonna go. And 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 that's it. Kind of sucks now. Like it, you you're getting to a point now. It's like. Like now, MGM, you can't like divvy that up because now, like, I mean, you could. I mean, I, I, I mean, Amazon could, could uh, farm out like their old co- backlog of content for MGM and go, hey, you want to, you know, I see these old movies, but you know them, they're gonna, they're gonna go, let's keep it for ourselves, and and you know, and and that way people will get Prime and and you know, and and buy in that way, and we, you know, get more subscribers because you know people want to see Rocky and and bond you know so that's the places right. you're going to go so it's 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 going to it's going to be interesting that way so people who have prime already it's going to be like hey you know great you know now now it's now it's becoming worth worth worthwhile to have this um so it's i just hope they fix their interface <laughs> you know they have that was because like sometimes I'm, I'm like go through it i'm like i'm like uh is that free or I gotta be paying for this. <laughs> like you, you get to a point where you're, you're like, I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, you know, like, like, cause they, they intermix them so well. And it's just like, you know, and I, I think they do that on purpose just so you can, you know, accidentally right. buy something like a, a, a rental and you're going, Oh, that was good. Oh crap. I paid four bucks for it. Damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. So right, well, they, they do own James Bond, uh, Rocky legally blonde. That's interesting. Mm hmm. Um, Twelve Angry Men. I don't know, you know, the, the classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is interesting. Silence of the Lambs. So that means you probably could get yourself a, a either a, a Hannibal Lecter voice, like "Good morning." I can you hear the sounds of the lambs screaming as you wake up? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> hello, Clarice. <laughs> Your weather is now forty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Wear a coat. It feels like it's chilly out there. <laughs> Make sure you order the father beans with a nice Chianti. <laughs> uh, 
Mm, do, do they still scream at night, Clarice? <laughs> Your package has arrived. I hope it's the new fresh meat that I had ordered. <laughs> um, they also own Tomb Raider. Uh, Robocop. Wow. Be... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's the that's, those are the big ones. And plus, also, I mean, MGM also owns the Pink Panther. You know, I think, yeah, it was MGM. So I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> so I wonder how long it's going to take before they go, oh, now streaming on Amazon. James Bond. You know, or, well, they got the new Bond movie coming out. They're going to superimpose his new, <laughs> what's his new Bond car be an Amazon truck? <laughs> <laughs> It's a big blue monster of a car. There's gonna be a big Little chase scene, you know, and like, like first, first you go see a bunch of Amazon trucks like going, right. just going through, like you know, kind of thing, and then, and then, and then they have to go to a warehouse, and it's an Amazon warehouse, right? <laughs> you, you find out that you got. <laughs> the, the big guy is like a big the big bad guy is like a head of a corporation that you know deals with overnight shipping <laughs> <laughs> they make their legitimate money by, by right by selling they have an Amazon Amazon store set up they ship through Amazon <laughs> uh, god of all, of all, all his, you know, his gadgets have the little Amazon Prime smile on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, or whenever Q needs something, he just goes to Amazon orders. It'll be here in two days, Mister Bond. <laughs> all right. Well, Ed, I don't know if you know it or not, but they've actually Sony's doing a Craven the Hunter movie. Really? Yes. And uh, apparently they cast their Craven. Did they? Yes, they did. Um, you're never going to guess who. I probably will never guess who. It's not the person I would have been top pick on my list. He wouldn't even be made on my list at all. Aaron Taylor Johnson, a.k.a. Um, Marvel's Cinematic Universe's Quicksilver. Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass, yes. <laughs> Kick-Ass is going to play Craven Kick, Honor. Kick-Ass is, is Craven. Uh, this casting news comes straight from Sony Pictures, making this Aaron Taylor Johnson's third superhero movie, by the way. He first jumped into the genre as Dave Lezinski in the Kick-Ass movies, and then followed up by playing Pedro Maximov, a.k.a. Quicksilver. And now he's taking the center stage as Craven the Hunter, who made comic book his debut in 1964's Amazing Spider-Man number 15. Um, okay, for those you who don't know who Craven is, uh, he's a big game hunter who was born in, into Russian... Uh, uh, he's basically a Russian aristocracy. Russian aristocrat. Yeah, he's a Russian aristocrat. And his half-brother, Dmitry... Samirdakov is also known as the, the chameleon. Um, Craven ingested a mystical serum that increased his strength and slowed down his aging, but after growing bored and with defeating the world's most dangerous animals, 
uh, with his with his bare hands, by the way. He set his sights on different kind of prey, Spider-Man. Uh, Craven has tangled with Spider-Man numerous times, both in his own and as a member of the Sinister Six. And he was the central antagonist in the 1987 crossover event, Craven's Last, Last Hunt. Um, outside the comics, Craven's appeared in cartoons like Spider-Man the Animated Series, Ultimate Spider-Man video games, and like Spider-Man Shattered Dimension and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, had the Amazing Spider-Man film series kept going, director Mark Webb revealed that Craven would have appeared in the Sinister Six movie and the Amazing Spider-Man 3, Black Panther, direct, uh, and Amazing Spider-Man 3. Okay, so he would have been in both movies. Uh, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler has also wanted to use Craven in the early days of planning T'Challa's solo movie, by the way. Hmm. Um, besides his superhero movie work, Aaron Teller Johnson, also he was also in uh, Godzilla, The Wall, Outlaw King, and he was most recently in Tenet, I guess. Um, he's also in The Kingsman, that's uh, the prequel to the Kingsman movies. And he's wor- currently working with Brad Pitt on Bullet Train. So, hmm. I, again, not my first pick, but again, I, you know... I mean, Heath Ledger wasn't my first pick for Joker. You know, Ben Affleck, well, kind of, Robert Pattinson's not my first pick for Batman. You know, so, we'll see. You know, I'm interested to see if it's going to, if, if he's at any point going to tie into the movies, which would be interesting. Like, do you tease him in the next Spider-Man movie, just as like a, as a, a, a button? You know, I don't um, know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, just to get Craven the Hunter, um, you know that's one of the characters that I always found interesting. Uh, uh, as me, a, me too. So you know it's 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 gonna it's it's good to see something like that coming out. You know, uh, so you, you, I'm I'm also a little nervous about it because you know like like it, 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 I'm 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 also thinking they also I was excited for the up until I saw the trailer for um, Venom. I was excited to see that uh, until I saw Tom Hardy play. <laughs> you know, but uh, there's, you know, that's just my personal preference of what's wrong with it. Um, but uh, the, so it's it's just, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited because I mean, like, he's a good actor. So I mean, you never sure. know. I mean, like I said, you, you like I said, when you heard Heath Ledger was Joker, nobody nobody until till we it came out, and you're like, holy crap, like. He was amazing, and, and 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 you know, like Patterson being Batman, you never know. You know, like it it could do do really well, and we just we just can't see it because we we can't get past uh, like who he is as a uh, playing you know as a character. I mean, you know, I think he did a good job as Quicksilver. And yeah, and, I mean, I think he's a good actor. I just in my head when I see Craven, I see um, people like Keith. You know. Um, Keith or oh my god why am I um fucking dread and uh Carl Urban Carl Urban yes you know like I I see him as Craven um because he he looks like he can have that fierceness in his eyes you know but again I'm maybe I'm again maybe I'm I'm going by what I know but acting is acting that's the whole point isn't it you don't you know he should be uh I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm excited because I'm like, okay, well, they did a really good job of bringing 
fucking Mysterio to, to, to the screen. So, like, I'm like, are they going to give him the big lion coat <laughs> with the eyes and stuff? Like, how you, you, you are they just going to... You know who I thought would have been a great car, and I don't know the actor's name, but you probably know the actor's name. If I give you the character he played in, maybe, maybe you'll know or not. Remember the movie Rampage with The Rock? Yeah. And there was that guy that that, that uh, was going after one of the animals, and he had a group of... of like, oh, Joe Mangliello. That's the one. Yeah, uh, Sophia Vargara's uh, husband. Yes. He was also Deathstroke in... Uh, he was Wade Wilson in uh, the... the um, the tag of the Justice League Dawn of Justice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I, I <laughs> yeah, thought he, I thought he, he would have been good too. Yeah. I thought he'd been a good choice for it. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm always thinking of like, you know, like, like Carl Urban was, would be a great choice, but like, like, like you, you, after a while, like some of those actors, you're like, I've seen him in so many things, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and I think that guy, Joe would have been a, a good, um, um, yeah, he would he would have been definitely good a, a good choice. Yeah, because he's not as I mean, I mean people know him, but not like he's not super huge in terms of, uh, um, what do you call it uh, popular not popularity but uh, well known like like Carl Urban is. Though I think now that you said that though, now I think about it, like yeah, Carl Urban would really good. <laughs> like yeah, you're right. I think that would be like, like, that would be a good choice. <laughs> like. Oh, I could really see that now. <laughs> right, he could do the, he could do the voice. I, I feel like he can. You know, he's he's a chameleon as far as acting goes. I mean, just a little bit of uh, you know the butcher from the boys. A little bit of uh, you know, like I'm like, all right. You know, I would say bones from Star Trek, but <laughs> damn it, Spidey, I'm a hunter, not a Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, well, I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, just because he gets cast doesn't mean the movie has to start being made and then being, you know, put out. I'll wait till I see the trailers. You would say, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of movies, Ubisoft, you're going. What does Ubisoft have to do with movies, right? Because right. they make mostly video games. They did make a movie, Assassin's Creed. Well, they helped produce it. Um, they're actually coming out with a second movie. All right. From their studio, there's from their studios. This one might be a little bit more uh, in the realm of fun. Um, it's actually coming out in theaters this week, believe it or not, um, hmm. or this past weekend. Uh, yeah, June 25th. But it's going to be coming on demand on July 2nd. So it's an Ubisoft film and television show movie called Werewolves Within. Now, you may think, well, what's that about? It's a supernatural whodunit described in its trailer as a good old-fashioned sleepover with guns. <laughs> um, well, it's, actually, it's not this weekend because it's June, June 25th. Right. It's like a month away. Right. So it's probably in theaters right now. Um, but again, if you want to wait like an, a month, it'll be on video on demand at that point. Um, it's loosely based on Red Storm Entertainment's 2016 VR social deduction game Werewolves Within. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Sam Richardson as a, a new park ranger and Milana Vitrub as a postal worker, both trying to keep the peace in a small town plagued by a mysterious beast. 
the movie will also feature Javier Harvey Gullian, known as Guillermo from What We Do in Shadows, uh, who might have the best line in the trailer, but that that. Um, I've I've seen this game. It's basically you're you're in a party in in the the video game. You're sitting around a campfire, I think, and you're trying to figure out who the werewolf in the group is. So imagine, I mean, it, it's fairly cheap to produce. I guess you, know, you get a whole bunch of people sitting in a room and you start making accusations of, I think you're the werewolf. No, I think you're the werewolf, and then surprise, I'm the werewolf. You know, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise, girl. So I mean, I. I We've um, we've played a variation of that. There's a tabletop version of that where it's like you know, based upon clues, who do you figure out? Like it's who who the bad guy is in the group. So I mean, it should be. It, it's got better potential to be a more fun romp than Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed comes with you know a line of history, you know, and a line of like, oh, this is what we do with the Animus. Well, we got to change this. We got to change that. With this, you could do a low budget horror movie with some yuck, chuck, yuck yucks in it and uh, you'd be good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and next thing you know, people love, you know, those kind of scary stuff. Um, I'm going to finish off the night, Ed, with uh, who saw this coming article. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's not even a who saw the, um, have you heard about the Powerpuff Girls pilot? Yes. Okay. We've talked about it several times. But yes. we, we've talked about it, but it's just, they've actually had to rework it now. It's now back on the block of we need to rework the show because of the reviews of the pilot has come in, and it ain't pretty, Ed. It got it got leaked basically, and it's a good thing it got leaked because if I, I this there is no way that this show would have gotten because keep in mind not only did the show get it got the okay to go to series they already filmed the pilot so the the script I believe is what got leaked, um, and oh boy it's a mess. Uh, I mean. I mean, first, let's go past the... Um, you know what? I'm just going to dive right in it. Ed, ready? Yeah. Ready? Here is what's, what went wrong with the CW's live-action Powerpuff Girls. Um, <laughs> apparently, the CW CEO spoke about what happened. Uh, after months of negative backlash on social media, the CW announced that it would be scrapping the pilot for their planned live-action Powerpuff Girls reboot and are reworking the series. Uh pilot series was filmed in Atlanta with the hopes that the show would be uh, get a straight to series order that's obviously not hap- currently happening with what's going on right now uh, the Powerpuff Girls update titled Powerpuff following the child and following the child superstar superheroes as adults are Chloe Bennett as Blossom uh, bisexual actress Dove Cameron as Bubbles and queer and non-binary actor Yana, uh, Yana Peralt as Buttercup uh, the pilot's currently being reworked with the same writers and cast, but with some major changes coming. Um, Mark Pedowitz, uh, the guy, the CEO and chairman of the CW, spoke about what went wrong. He's like, uh, the reason why we do pilots is sometimes things miss. Uh, we believe in the cast and in the writers, um, which is, by the way, Diablo Cody and Heather Ranger, so two women. Uh, and executive producer Greg Berlanti and Studio Warner Brothers' belief isn't enough. 
Uh, in this case, the pollen didn't work because we see enough elements in there. We want to give it another shot. Uh, the backlash of the show online has been harsh. Just the idea of a gritty and adult Powerpuff Girls was more than enough for some. The show looked like even more of a train wreck when some of very cheaply looking costumes for a flashback scene were leaked and people thought the show that would be characters looking through the show. Um, we saw, we talked about that. Um, <clears throat> charisma, criticism ramped up even further when an alleged pilot script leaked. The script features exchanges like, this is a quote, Blossom's fine. I saw her, I saw her on Insta and she has a boyfriend. I saw her on LinkedIn that she's got promoted, and I saw on Facebook that she still talks to Grandpa despite their political differences, uh, as well as jokes about being triggered, lesbian sex, and leaking each other's nudes. It was a disaster, to put it mildly. <laughs> uh, I, wish this, I wish this went into more detail. Um, but it, uh, the article... Uh, it's right in the station. There's a link. That I can't seem to find the... Uh, 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 uh. Let's see if I can find the actual article that tells you in detail what what went wrong. Um, I don't see it here. Of course, I don't. <laughs> let's see. Let me, let me see if I my wife can get it for me because there was some when she when I, when I when she read it to me, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! This is perfect! Like this is." flat out maybe you never sent it to me oh she's like a <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's uh scrolling right now but there is some slut shaming um co-worker and I at work and I were talking about it and not only we'll get to the stuff that was glaringly obviously holy crap I can't believe they pulled that off but the subtle tones that they did like they made Dove Cameron's character the blonde girl who's completely ditzy but also has it's kind of you know stupid um then they have chloe bennett's character mm-hmm. um she's asian in real life so she's the one who gets to go to school and gets to go to college but it is also the one that's all traumatized by um anxiety and stuff then the third girl she is of a person of color and uh, they make her the angry black lesbian, <laughs> for the for lack of a better term. <laughs> so, so stereotypes is what you're telling me. <laughs> okay, give me a second, Ed. The phone moving around. Maybe lose you there for yeah. a second. Um, hold on. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Uh, okay. So here's here's some script stuff. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes. Uh, okay, so it's Bubbles going, look, we love being Powerpuff Girls, but sometimes we wanted to be in other things too, like in Dirty Dancing. Baby wanted to join the Peace Corps, but she also wanted to be a, also wanted to be a fancy slut, and her dad didn't get it. And Drake, whoever Drake is, uh, Jerry Orbach was doing his best to understand. Um, here is... Uh, in, here's an interior Powerpuff Girls home hallway buttercup room during the day. Blossom heads upstairs where the bumping sounds continue from Buttercup's room and abruptly stops. Blossom opens the door and finds Buttercup in bed with Macy, a woman she eyed at the bar last night before. Uh, before. Uh, they have just, quote-unquote, finished. Blossom's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Buttercup's like, 
it's fine. And she turns to Macy. We're done, right? Macy then says, I'd say six times is enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to see this. Here's another line. From, this comes from Buttercup. Plus, wake up or we'll leak your nudes everywhere. Off of uh, Bubbles Confusions, that worked on you once. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. The more you tell me, the more I want to see this. Holy. Well, well chances are, I mean, obviously, okay, the script leaked, but they've probably have filmed it. You know, and in my head, I'm like, well, they probably give it a couple of years, it's going to pop up at a, a Comic Con. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like how the Wonder Woman pilot yeah popped up. It's got it's going to have to, or that's I'm sure if someone I'm sure if I did enough digging, I probably could find the script online and be able to you know read it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Oh my goodness! This is gonna be on the CW. Like I'm like I'm like wow. This it's kind of like more of like an adult type of thing. Like like uh, the the I mean like <laughs> like who is the demographic for this? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I mean, that's kind of really the thing. Is like I think, Pop, um, oh, uh, Pablo Cody, Pablo Cody was that Diablo Cody, Diablo Cody. She's the woman who also wrote Juno, um, and then Jennifer's Body. Uh, so, so it's probably you know where that's where the edge comes in, but I don't think those that stuff really. Again, I feel like this is one of those cases where. And again, I, I'm trying to find the right ways to say it. Is that we live in a world now where certain things just can't be done. And I think that do you have to make the person of color the I'm going to say stereotypical angry black lesbian? Now I know she's you know she's binary in real life. Uh, Dove Cameron Bubbles just came out as bisexual. I think she came out as you know not recent recently, mm. but it's the it's the idea is like okay we're gonna look for these people like well look what's happened to Batwoman Batwoman we don't even talk about Batwoman they're just completely <laughs> getting a completely different person out of play Batwoman whatever um, <laughs> bad example yeah it's a bad example uh, according to Variety the pilot is being overhauled because the initial pilot was too campy and not as rooted in reality as network execs would have liked alright um <laughs> At first, I was too campy in a way, but once I read the alleged leak pilot, I 100% was coming from. Uh, let's see. I know that some of the stuff that they had was that the dad is kind of douchey because he keeps them all dressed in the same way because he sells merchandise. You know, like based, based upon what they wore and as a... <laughs> I'm trying to think if I can find more... Uh, more clips and I can't. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I wish I wish there was just more. I'm gonna have to find it because I, I I fell down like it's just fascinating to me because we see it, you know, you get these pilots and then they 
air it and then to find something that goes so horribly wrong you're like when we first heard about it it was kind of funny like really do we need a live action Powerpuff Girls as they're set in, the tw- set in their 20s and now they're angsty they're kind of stressed out they're kind of ditzy it's like why do, why do we need apparently Mojo Jojo has been killed which is one of the things that split them up and that Mojo Jojo's son Jojo Jojo Jr. I think his name is mm. um, he's a human being by the way because Mojo Jojo wasn't a monkey he was also human so they took out the I guess I guess the him the him character probably wouldn't have been in the show um, maybe I don't know but it seems to be like they took all their fantastical creatures and made them into humans uh, their dad was kind of kind of a douchey kind of guy Bubbles is a complete they, well, they kind of call her like a Paris Hilton type character. Um, Chloe Bennett's character goes to college and has, is, is anxious and has all the anxieties. It's just like, do we really need, really, why? But too campy. Too campy, Ed. <laughs> too campy. <laughs> like, wh- where's the camp value in that? To me, campy is if they ran up and punched somebody in the face and it said, pow. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe this maybe you're reading it out of context. <laughs> right? Maybe I'm reading. Hey, you know, we're gonna leak your instas. You're gonna leak your nudes to Instagram out of context. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta see the whole picture before you, before you, you know this one line. I mean, it can, it can mean anything. <laughs> I, I, it is. It's you. You get to a point, and I'm like, and then, and then you're going. Well, is really that the script, or is that like a rejected script that they put out as like a fake script? Like you know, like now, now you're starting to you know, like like this day and age, like how things are done. Like you know, like when J.J. Abrams had the Star Wars script, uh, or, or the Star Trek script, I think it was, or something like that. That they were, they were, you know, like Shatner turned it down because like J.J. gave him a, like a bad script. And it wasn't the real thing, and it was just like, it was it was like so that way if it ever leaked, they knew who the you know the leaker was because they had all these different scripts and stuff like that. And I think they he did that for Star Wars and stuff, so that way like people you know couldn't say like what was what was going on, you know, so that way they you know they they could keep it you know under wraps. Of course, though I don't now that now that these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't I don't see I don't see the CW putting that much effort into this into this whole thing, <laughs> and you're going wow like this is this is going to be either great or really terrible. And I'm like, but the more you're telling me, I'm like, yeah, I, I now want to see this. <laughs> here's another here's another line. Uh, this is from Bubbles. I always believed in you and defended you, Dad, even when you sold our likenesses to that cartoon. Which, by the way, totally whitewashed us even then. I had your back. I always had a smile on my face. I never broke character, even though there was so much more to me. I always put my family and the team first, no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's here's Buttercup. Uh, I'm not wearing that dress anymore. It's compulsory compulsory heterosexuality. Blossom's like, take it up with Dad. (laughs) Uh, Jojo, here's Jojo. I delivered on everything. 
I promise, except free gelato Fridays, and that's only because the perfect scoop turned out to be the front for meth trafficking. <laughs> then, uh, then exasperated, Alyssa Lawrence has no experience. She's impulsive and reactionary. And then Gina says, "This is exciting." And JoJo is, "You mean she's not? She's not a white man?" Gina cringes. Uh, you know, you hear about reverse discrimination, but until it happens to you, <laughs> and he's like, there are, no offense, you totally earned your position. Optics don't hurt, though. Then <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> here's, here's a line from a guy named Butch. Last time I saw you, you broke off our engagement and told me you'd pawn the ring for drugs. Bubbles' response was, was that you? <laughs> Here's another. Here's, here's another one. This is from Exterior Exterior Hollywood Boulevard Night. A close up on license plate Bubbles One, affixed to a baby blue Corvette. Adult Bubbles, still wearing her signature pigtail, pops the trunk. It's full of Powerpuff Girls merch and a price list: selfies twenty dollars, t-shirts thirty dollars. Selfies and shirt, $45. Narrator in a voiceover. Bubbles went to Hollywood, hoping to capitalize on her childhood fame. After two stints in rehab and three failed reality show pilots, she has pivoted her direct. She's pivoted to direct sales. Bubble announces herself to a pack of passing tourists. She says, I'm Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls, the real Bubbles, unlike that Bobo knockoff Wonder Woman. <laughs> Fake Wonder Woman, apparently, who's there, looks who looks really fake, turns and sticks out her tongue at Bubbles, and the tours flock to her. As the tours flock to her. <laughs> uh, here you go. Someone was a host group like, like 40, 40, 45 minutes. Ep- Someone's on looking at Twitter. Was there a whole script leak, like 40, 45 minutes episode leak, or just a few fragments from it? Can't find anything longer than a few text snippets. And someone's like, I downloaded it from here. File. And then I'm like, oh, click that link. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the person who leaked the guy had been withheld response. Got hit with like one of those like, "Hey, copyright infringement things on their site." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the internet! <laughs> you bring me such joy at times. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Every con now I'm gonna be going to cons. Now I'm be like, yeah, screw the screw the pandemic. I gotta go to a con just so I can find this. Right, because you it's it's and it's the title says a CW Powerpuff Girl live action pilot has to be completely reshot. Here's why. So they shot it. That's not like it's just like oh well here's this. It's it's gonna be out there. It give it like another like six months year. Someone's going to have the, you know, the <laughs> season one on Blu-ray and DVD with the added, the original pilot. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, again, some articles do try to say, hey, like, look, this ain't the first time that, you know, uh, they do a pilot that gets reworked. Um, Stacy brought up in one of the articles that Buffy the Vampire Slayer, their first episode had to be, their pilot episode had to be reworked. And from my understanding... I think I, I remember seeing that episode, that that pilot episode. 
The only thing they really changed was the actress who played Willow. You know, mm-hmm. but it it is it really isn't unheard of that they would go back and and rehash some stuff and fix some things in a pilot. But if they're going to scrap the whole thing, like <laughs> all I can think about is how proud I am to own that Wonder Woman DVD <laughs> to watch that. And I was always talking about it, I'm like I remember watching, going the action of that TV show was phenomenal. It was like the people who worked on the the stunt coordinating the second the second unit people. We're working on a completely different show than the first unit people, because the stunts were great, special effects were kind of cool looking, but the acting and the lines were horrible—just bad lines. Um, so I, I really hope I can get my hands on a on a on a copy of of that, because I'm dying to see it. <laughs> One day in the future, one of us is gonna find that. <laughs> yep. Because I'm gonna be looking up every convention. Did you get the, the pilot for Powerpuff Girls? No, not yet. Because yeah. you know, because you, you know, people like people are all. Everybody's gonna be looking for it. Like it's, it's. I can't believe like we'd be the only ones out there like looking for this because it's just it's it's, it's so juicy. <laughs> no, no. There's gonna be. Um, I guarantee you there's people who probably have their hands on it already. It's making the rounds. Okay. It's got to be. I don't know. It, it might. I was saying, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's giving me my, one of my new obsessions. Now. <laughs> look, for look for it. I'll be keep looking online. <laughs> see if anybody's you know come up with it yet, and you know like find you know start start pecking my sources. You going, hey, any, any word? Did you guys did you guys hear anything about this? <laughs> any ideas? <laughs> Just to see. Oh, because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be terrible and awesome at the same time. Uh, yeah, well, Ed, that's all I got this week. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. If you haven't already figured it out, you've been listening to Geeksters. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but go to, our, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, that Geeksters. Of course, if you have any questions, you can contact about anything, really. If you want to ask us a question, or if you want to ask our opinion about something, or it doesn't matter how stupid or how smart that question is, we'll try to answer it. But you can always contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.